Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Gong Show, Mr. Black. I bet we have a group chat there now. <laughs> we have a group. I set up a group chat for us so we can, because I know you guys can't hear the audio anymore. Uh, for the the music thing, I was just asking if you unplugged your FX board since you rode all day. Yeah, the uh, your uh, your T your T pain. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have no energy. This is gonna. I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to. You find have no some energy. Miraculous uplift. You have no energy. Oh my goodness. Uh. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, May twenty sixth, twenty seventeen, and despite basically every forest fire convening into our general location, we have managed to get this going uh, an hour behind schedule. But we're here. Smoking the bears gave no right, fucks today. They know everything gave no fucks today. It just all went it just all went sideways at the same time. But we're here and we've managed to put it all together. Uh and we've got some uh, some good stuff to talk about today. Uh before I do, Mr. Black. Yeah. Hit me up with the the sound of going for retro video game hunts and coming across what for all intents and purposes could be described as Accidentally finding the Mona Lisa at your local garage sale. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. You had a serious freaking haul uh, in the last uh, two, of them. It, two, two of Saturdays them. now. Or no, it wasn't even Saturdays. You, like, you were going out on other days or something, weren't you? Yeah, I got... Um... I got two big uh, retro collections on, not yesterday, but the day before. So I was, obviously, I collect retro. People know that now, um, which I would like to start hauls, talking I was a about on the podcast. by the tweets, actually. Like, do you get two separate big hauls, or do you get, like, one massive yeah. one? Because I saw you were super excited. Yeah, yeah, I got I got two. So the the first one, I there was a guy who posted up uh, some some regular Nintendo games, and there is two of them that I didn't own for the collection. I'm trying to get a full collection of NES. So whenever mm-hmm. I see games that are reasonably priced uh, that I don't have for my collection, I always make an offer. So I made an offer of 50 bucks, and there was, I think it was eight games. Uh, two of them, one of them was like a $60 game, and the other one was like a $30 game. So, And the other games in the lot were like Mario 3, Mario 2. And those are like easy sellers. Easy to sell, they, yeah. Oh, yeah, they they sell oh, for yeah. $20, $25 each. So I'd be able to recoup my 50 bucks back right away. So I offered him 50 I went down there. Um, he had the games, which was great. And then I noticed in the back seat he had some bags of other games. And I said, hey, you've got the other stuff? He's like, yeah, I didn't know if you were in a Sega or not. I was like, yeah, I'll take a look. So I took a look. There was a bunch of Sega stuff there. Um, there was uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that's worth like 60 bucks. Um, there's Shinobi Complete Box. Was it like box. one of the Turtles in Time or something like that? It wasn't, it wasn't Turtles in Time. It was uh, Manhattan Project or something like that. Turtles Manhattan. Uh, it's like was a pretty another rare arcade game. Yeah. Was that another arcade another transfer? One, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really rare. In terms of rarity out of a 12 scale, it's like 11 out of 12. So um, I picked that up. That was loose. And then it had like Shinobi and a few other really crazy games. So I said, what would you do for all of it? And uh, 
he was like, uh, I don't know. And I said, how about 80 bucks? And he said, sure. So I got it all for 80. And then uh, I said, hey, do you have any other games by any chance for any other system? And he said, well, I actually have an entire collection at home. And I was like, well, um, are you going to sell any of it? He said, yeah, I'm willing to sell all of it. And I was like, okay, can you send me pictures? So he went home and he sent me pictures and I immediately went up to his place um, or actually he met me in a parking <laughs> lot, like a, like a drug deal. And, uh, he ended up, he ended up bringing, uh, four massive tubs of video games. And that was the first big thing. There was, um, Sega Dreamcast, which I didn't have Sega Saturn. Uh, didn't the, have a Dreamcast? yeah, I didn't have a wow. Dreamcast and the Dreamcast is modded. Uh, it had a bunch of like uh, Japanese games, some regular games, a couple of the Dreamcast games alone were like 60, 70 bucks a pop. Um, some Saturn games. Uh, there was uh, a Power Glove for the Nintendo, uh, like three PS2s, about 150 PS2 games, uh, like 40 PS1 games. <laughs> uh, also got a, uh, what else did I get? A regular Nintendo console, a Super Nintendo, Famicom, two different Retrons. I've got about, 30 different controllers so we're never gonna have to worry about controllers for the retro verses <laughs> i've got i've got literally if you look behind me you can start to see you can still oh, see yeah, a pile see of stuff on the ground there yeah, um, still sorting through it yeah yeah still sorting through it so anyway i got i got everything for a thousand dollar a thousand fifty uh which was an absolute steal and i come home i go through everything three thousand dollars worth of stuff and then yeah. uh at eight o'clock at night i'm going up to get a Super Nintendo from from some chick for seventy bucks with three fire games, uh, the the bundle was worth about one hundred and forty. So I got it for seventy. And while I was out there, another lot came up for fifteen hundred bucks. And this was like the holy grail because it was the majority of it was PS one fire titles, like two hundred dollar titles, the best of the best. And then all the, the black the, stuff. super rare ones, and right? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the JRPGs, everything. And then the Super Nintendo. There find. was like all the boxed Final Fantasy Super Nintendo games, Earthbound, just Holy absolute crap. Turtles in Time. Uh, like you name it, it's there. And uh, I see. Said I said I'll give you thirteen hundred for it, and I'll come up now. Unfortunately, it was an hour and a half drive. It was in Kingston, Nova Scotia. It was like, I've never Kingston, even been there before. oh my God. And so I drove all the way the hell out there. I get it at his house at tw- uh, 10 o'clock at night. I get the stuff for 1300 bucks. I drive all the way home. I get home at midnight. I live stream us going through it all. And there was... Oh, yeah, that was the uh, police Yeah, I think there was twenty six dollars or $2,700 worth of stuff. And today... I know I've been talking a lot, but today... Um, oh, go for it. Yeah, today I went out... I woke up and I made all I bundled everything last night, the majority of it. I put it up on the internet and I sold one thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars worth of stuff today. <laughs> I I've been out for eight hours selling stuff. So I I invested twenty six hundred bucks. I already recouped more than half of my money and I only sold my doubles and I still have Two more Super Nintendo bundles to sell, a Sega Genesis, a bunch of Sega weird Sega shit, dude. I've got um I I got this weird I gotta show you this. Was it Mega Drive or a different Sega system? Was the 32X that you got or whatever? Well, I also got a 32X, but I'm keeping that. That's complete Holy box crap. in my uh that one's hard to get. Oh yeah. That like, one uh, not that was not around for very long. Look at that. That's 
for those that Holy are uh, watching inbox. on YouTube, <laughs> inbox, inbox and, with label. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and uh, NBA Jam tournament Jam. edition or uh, NBA Jam, yeah. Oh, NBA man. Jam. He's on fire. Tournament edition, oh, the only guys, version when, that matters. When, so I got this. When I we're up this. there, or when I'm up there, we need to do tournament. We need to do NBA Jam. For <laughs> it has sure, to be a thing. So this thing right here, I didn't even know this existed. Um, for those that are just listening via iTunes, it's like this this uh, hexagon that you clip together for the Sega, and then you stand in the middle of it. So this was like. Back I in the remember day, this thing. And you I like, remember you, this thing. You like I, kick and I've never, and I've shit. never seen this. Yeah, yeah it I've has sensors. It has sensors on the yeah, bottom it has, of it, and then it reads whenever, whenever something passes over top yes. of the sensor or in the oh, icon, it shoots like it, it does like the it IR light and yes. you break the Brantley beam. Yeah, you break the light yeah, on yeah, it yeah. and it registers as a thing. There, that, I remember that because there's one so, dude I went to school with that had one. So I got that, and I also got this. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this or not, but. This right here is the uh, the interactor. It's like a book bag you put on, and it like vibrates. <laughs> oh, the vibrate thing! It like yeah. hits you with force feedback. So yeah. that was in there too. So it's this oh, guy. Oh, that the Sega. Yeah, yeah, the Sega. Dude, and, Sega, uh, this- Sega, Sega had some. They did a lot of weird shit. They did some Nintendo like, level shit. Yeah, some peripheral stuff. And then, for uh, sure. and then inside here, yeah, I, I also got a, a Turbo <laughs> Graphics. I got a Turbo Feel Graphics. Like Jeff got the better deal, and uh, a Japanese Turbo Graphics, and a shit ton of games. Uh, just the Turbo Graphics stuff is six hundred bucks worth of stuff right there. So I'm still, I'm still gonna be able to sell. I'm keeping. I get to add about two hundred games to my collection, and it is insane games. Like we're talking really expensive, hard to find, sought after games, and I'll make all my money back just from those. If you guys want to see more. Um, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Maximus Black, I have all of the pickups and I go through every game and, uh, I also vlogged everything that I did today, meeting up with people, collecting money, uh, and I go over, uh, how to find games and all that stuff. And then tomorrow, uh, was, there's like a hundred yard sales here. There's two massive community sa- uh, sales. <laughs> supposed to be really nice. So I'm going to be hitting that shit up tomorrow. And uh, hopefully I'm going to be taking my spy glasses. They're on the charger right now, and hopefully we're going to score score big. So that was my last couple of days. Uh, yeah, so there it is. Amazing. That's quite the haul. Yes. I mean, I've got quite the haul myself, you know, Adam. I, well, Actually, we have quite the haul. Oh, we have we do we we got we got our uh, our stuff in our pins and and stickers are in today or yesterday technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, show do, them do you have do you have anything oh, yeah. that you can? I have everything directly in front of me, um, so we're ready to go. So we'll start off with the uh, with some of the fun stuff. Um, so we've got the uh, technical alpha logo again. These are all available on Patreon. I'm going to be taking pictures of all the different bundles, so they'll be up on the Patreon page. Yeah, soon. we'll have that. But um. Yeah, so um, for those of you on iTunes, you can check it out on on YouTube when we have the videos up. But um, we have the technical alpha logo stickers here. Um, these those are, are pretty fucking these awesome. These came out actually. pretty well. Yeah, these are all vinyl stickers, so they're they're very durable, um, and they'll they'll stick out pretty well. Um, then we've got my beautiful face on some stickers. <laughs> very beautiful, me with glasses, Top Gun style, and normal. Amazing. And then we've got the wonderful. And ever so photogenic, 
No, oh, yeah. And Bob Ross. The, uh, this is at, this is actual <laughs> Adam, and then this is some fake ass. Yeah, that's my I midnight without the afro. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, and then we've got our uh, our wonderful uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, I don't hear that too often. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, here's that with the proper Goku hairstyle. Yeah, yes, not as not Those as Vegeta awesome. hairstyles, Goku hairstyle. And then we've got our ever so amazingly large, yeah, it was sellout cool. sticker. Ah, yeah, the trio. So this is who, a, who gets a whopping five inches by two inches. This is, I believe, for the uh, two fifty or higher. I Maybe honestly can't remember. I did yeah, those I so long either. ago now that I can't now, remember anymore. And now, boys, the uh, the Holy Grails. I have not taken any of these out of the wrapping yet, but the beautiful technical yeah, those, alpha logo pin. If those it are dope. You, doesn't really focus because you think you have your shit set to manual distance, yeah. but that looks awesome. The, it, yeah. the, uh, the so, black yeah, underneath. It's got the metal in it. Yeah. And reflects. everything just came out really well. Yeah, I've used these guys before for pins, and they do a phenomenal job. Um, That's awesome. So this is the uh, this is the logo pin that you guys get. Um, definitely worthwhile. And then the uh, the more the more you know the even fancier one, the trio head collection. Yeah. Um, this yes. looks a little weird on the camera, but it actually looks amazing in person. Um, this is actually black metal nickel for the black lining, and then it's got the accent colors all around it. So um, in person, this looks. Like straight fire. So anyone who's getting yeah. this pin, you guys are gonna really enjoy it. I'll have some really nice pictures of them up over the weekend. The pictures, the pictures will, will you'll be able to see a lot easier. So especially those those of you on yep. iTunes, you'll be able to go to the Patreon page and see pictures of yep. all these things. Uh, when we get those set up, we'll we'll update the Patreon with that. But those all look friggin' awesome. Uh, yeah, and oh, I yeah. actually sourced out, out. I, I sourced out uh, a place to get the posters done. And uh, nice. so we'll we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have those as well. So things are going to within the next month, things will start to month or ship so out. things will start to to ship out, and then after that, it will be a much smoother process because we'll actually have everything on hand. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the thing. And, like and we uh, we we had to we had to order all the stuff, and then we had to figure out we had to wait like a month to see how many people were actually going to be supporting us via Patreon to know how much we were going to order. And then we decided to order even more just so that we have some stock. And then, like we said before, if you guys are $5, $10 tier, you know, even the $1 tier or $25 tier, and you accumulate enough support. So, say if you're a $10 tier and you've been doing it for a year, that's $120 that you've given to us uh, for the content. So, we're going to send you out something special for that, which means you may get like, you know, one of the $100 pins or you know, uh, a t-shirt or something or like that, a poster or something, a poster, well, you know, we'll figure it out. I mean, Look at them you all. can see that we've got a lot of pins. We, 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 you know, we've, I think we've spent like close to four grand on just about after everything. The post, after the posters, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be around, around that anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't cheaped out on it and we want you guys to get some cool stuff. And I noticed, uh, you know, there have been people that have, um, done like higher tier stuff and then have kind of bumped down or whatever. You guys don't have to worry. It doesn't matter how long you were at certain tiers. As long as you uh, had supported at some point, your stuff will still get sh uh, shipped out to you. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And you also have time, guys. So if you want it, if you're thinking, man, I just, I just wish, you know, I got something for, for supporting these guys. Well, <laughs> now you can get in on that first shipment. You can make panic you work that much it. harder. 
by <laughs> shipping out more stuff. I still have to go buy all the mailing materials, so you know this will be a fun time. I'll get everything sorted, then I will have to do all my inventory stuff. So I'll um, we'll get it out within the next month or so, um, cool. hopefully, um, yep. and then we'll get you guys will start getting some merch and and panic is it. also going to be flying down here to Halifax. We announced that last week, but those that didn't hear. Um, he, he's going to come here. We're going to do a live podcast. He's going to give us a bunch of stuff to have as well. And uh, we're also going to do like a retro versus uh, while he's here so that all three of us are doing it uh, with him as well. But that won't be until next month, uh, which is coming soon, really. <laughs> we're almost yeah, going to be towards when, the end of the when, month. When was, when was, which, week were we, which week were we shooting for again? That um, was towards like the 16th. I'm locking it. I'm I'm locking it now towards the 29th into the July 4th weekend. Um, it's oh, just okay. a lot easier with my work schedule, and I can, you know, sure. we'll be able to have, we'll be able to not be jumping on, you know, any of Jeff's um, business going on and anything that I have going on. Yeah, Ooh. great. Well, there awesome. you have it. Time. Now you know it's going to get real. We're all going to be, we're all going to be in the same room, and it's going to be kind of, kind of epic. So you can look forward to that. Uh, Alpha well, battle royale. T- <laughs> <laughs> I don't, maybe we'll maybe we'll all uh, play the the Parappa the rapper game that requires that octagon. I think that's what that actually is used for. <laughs> we just need to find the game. Uh, but yeah, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, lots of goings on there. I for those wondering, I didn't collect anything this week except taxes. So uh, that was that was all I got uh, in, and uh, nothing else exciting. Uh, let's move on to our first topic, gentlemen, shall we? Let's, let's actually uh, talk about some of the things we've got to talk about. The first thing, um, that we're going to tackle is a rebranding in the space that we spend some time in for sure. So there's, there's been some happenings in the streaming community here, uh, over the last, let's say two months, uh, not that long ago. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but Azubu, for example, bought out Hitbox uh, mm-hmm. a while ago, and then they that just finally came out with Smashcast, which is the name of their uh, of their deal. Now that they've combined, uh, and at the same time, Microsoft, not all that long ago, I think it was last year, bought Beam Pro from some eighteen year old kid for an undisclosed amount of money. We can safely assume that that 18-year-old kid has probably retired. Uh, and got although I think he's still, he's still at the head of the company. So he's, he's working, but technically he doesn't really have to do any work anymore. Uh, so they've turned that just now. This is what we're going to talk about for a moment. Beam.pro, when I heard that, I was like, you know what? That's a pretty good live streaming website name. It's beamed right to you. They were marketing the fact that they had low latency uh, and they Their had tech was pretty uh, good, like really good tech. And then on top, yeah, of like that, I've watched some streams on there, and it, the la- yeah. latency was really good. The stream quality was pretty good. Um, the chat, the chat features were actually pretty fun too. It wasn't anything like mind blowingly revolutionary. It was just executed pretty well. So I was, I, I was so, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and and when Microsoft picked them up, you know, it was the idea that they were going to. Uh, it's Mixer.com now, Jeff. By the way, mm-hmm. the one yeah, that it's changed over to. So uh, they they built the reason why Microsoft bought these guys is that they had a huge uh, or not a, well I don't know if it was a huge idea but they had the neat idea of of the people watching the viewer being able to interact more directly with the the streamer in the game and uh, and so I don't know if Jeff you can see on the homepage there might be somebody streaming with a bunch of the boxes and stuff underneath of it where you can 
uh, with you know whatever chat currency type deal or whatever, depending on how you have it set up, you can actually interact with the game. And Microsoft wanted to to buy these guys for that functionality and the the tech that they were running to integrate this stuff for their products and games, and I would assume also the streaming capabilities on the Xbox, for example. Uh, coincidentally, so, a lot actually, of the- though. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say Twitch actually just announced like a bunch of new API that's, features. I was just like, yes. oh, that's oddly coincidental because they all of a sudden they like blitzed out a bunch of like alpha features like for Hearthstone and a couple other games to be like, oh, mm-hmm. no, you can directly interact with the player now so you can have like overlays outside of OBS for things. And I'm just yes. like, oh, I wonder where you got that idea from. <laughs> so that was pretty quick. So Twitch, Twitch turned that around pretty quick, and now Twitch is integrating a bunch of yeah. stuff. I got an email with a long list of beta-related activities uh, that Twitch is putting out for a, a whole host of games uh, and different interactivity levels depending on the game that's for it. And so, uh, Jeff, I don't know, if did you get that email? Did you see the email sent out to you, or did you, did no, you see Twitch uh, talk about I- it? I did see a Twitch email, but I didn't. I didn't read it, man. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So that's just what, that's all it was about. Games. It was basically, yeah. It was basically like, hey, here's a list of beta features that we're testing out. The people that are currently in the beta, usually, you know, it's the bigger guys in the individual communities. So if it's a Hearthstone yeah. player, they get the Hearthstone yeah. features, so on and so forth. Um, so, and it's basically what Beam was doing, like almost identically. Um, the thing that actually caught my interest, um, I was the one who added this to the topic list because I was reading through it, um, but they, they're they doing a lot of other things with Beam, or sorry, Mixer. Um, I'm not sold on the Mixer name, but that's that's completely the other thing. Um, Nobody's sold on the Mixer I, they're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, I actually like Beam better than Mixer, but you know they're yeah. adding it to Xbox One. They're, they're kind of turning it into the Xbox streaming platform, um, so I think they might be able to do some cool things with that, but kind of beyond that, um, one of the big things they're doing is um, not relevant for you know a lot of other people, but for someone like me, it's actually really cool. Um, they're launching a Manhattan studio space, like I a saw full that, on yes. professional studio space. Um, yes. So the thing is, like people might think, why that's you know why that would be relevant or not interesting. Um, YouTube actually does the same thing in Chelsea in Manhattan, um, mm-hmm. where they have like a space with a bunch of different studios and a bunch of different areas, but. Also, they have tons of professional-grade equipment. Like, I'm talking, like, high-end Sony um, cameras for recording, like, cinema level. Um, They have Zoom H4Ns, full-on mixer boards that make our stuff look like kids' toys. Um, And you can (laughs) go there, and you can rent out these studios. And for YouTube space, at least, it's free. Like, you just have to book time, and you go. Like, um, I've actually worked um, a couple. We've actually produced game shows at YouTube Space for some of the other stuff I've worked on. Um, but empowering content creators and like giving people access to that to come up with some really high end content, um, if they can leverage that studio space properly or even spin off, you know, other locations, um, we might see some really interesting content. Like Twitch is also kind of trying to do that now with their Twitch Studios thing, but yeah, they're yeah. only really doing that in their like home base. Like Microsoft, straight up, like. We're going to Manhattan. That's like a huge area for this kind of thing. So it's interesting because I feel like the content wars are going to kind of heat up and we're going to see a lot more increase in production quality and value. So I'm wondering what you guys as content creators think about that. Mr. Black? Uh, Well, I think... I, I don't really... Well, I shouldn't say I don't think it matters because obviously when these other companies, these streaming companies and startups, or when people get bought out, 
and they do special things and new things. They innovate, um, Twitch, you know, obviously takes it and they have the money uh, to do it and do it better. Um, so it, it improves Twitch. It keeps Twitch on their toes. I mean, competition's always a good thing. But I think, you know, for one, Azubu's just garbage anyway. I mean, Azubu's always yeah, been Smash sketchy. Smash going anywhere. Uh, you know, that is, you know, Hitbox is, is dead, in my opinion. Um, well, they're not even in this conversation because they don't yeah. have any of this tech. They're running, they're, yeah. they're still pushing the whole, we they're can do 4K 60 FPS, which is like, congratulations. Uh, um, I don't know. what bit rate. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's the no joke. I, what they do I, I could there. talk about that, but. Well, they don't do like, anything. Yeah, like I, I have, I have no idea how how Azubu oh even gets the money that they get. Like it just seems they just seem sketchy. Like um, all their they services, have a, they have investors. They have some um, contracts. Like I think a couple too. of them are. Yeah, and they're again. I personally feel. Yeah, I, I'm in your camp. It's pretty sketchy. Yeah. Um, I think there's just a bunch of money laundering going on. To be honest with you, I have no idea. <laughs> just it just seems like that. really. I, I I think. I mean, you know. I mean. I'm not making any accusations, but I'm just, uh, it just feels sketchy. And they, it's there was weird because the money was, never comes in. No, it's it like, how out. are they getting this money? So they must have just had a bunch of inv- uh, angel investors that are like, hey, we've got more money than what we know what to do with. You know, here's a shit ton of money. Go have fun. It's either that or there's some sketchy things going on in the background. And I've been hearing sketchy things for years about Azubu and how they do business. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But in terms of the Microsoft thing, um, it looks cool. I mean, I, while you while you as guys were talking, screw I, it up. yeah, it wasn't that I wasn't interested. I was listening, but I was just kind of checking out this site because I had never seen it before. Um, it already infinitely looks. I mean, it's it's simple, but I, I like it's clean. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that when you hover over uh, somebody's channel, it just instantly starts playing, and there's lots to choose from. Um, and it, it's not just convoluted uh, like the Twitch what pages. What Twitch needs to do is just go to the UX person for Beam, Mix, or whatever you want to call it and just be like, hey, here's a bunch of money. Just come work for us because we have no idea what we're doing. Oh, that is, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's so, like, so much noise. So much I think, noise. I think th- – I think the 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 studio space thing is kind of a neat idea because it, I I think because yeah. where Twitch is going to go with it as well and where Microsoft will go with it is that it's going to open up a possibility for people to do high production weekly uh, like shows for example uh, that are just like a one off like, live show I'd like to see talk thing. shows and exactly. like game show type things that you can do live streaming without having to do Absolutely. like again like a lot of people like us can't go out and buy like five sony cameras with full mixer boards and wireless lav mics you know unless you're a freak like me but you know it's just like and again being able to use that equipment is really nice like and they have people there who can help out so like when we're doing a lot of the stuff they're like oh yeah this is how you settle i'm I'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be that guy because i'm always that guy i think i think i think the studio things it's 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 whatever um Sure, it's cool that it exists, but let's be it's real. It's not like any, 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 any of the in, in-house shit that goes down is just going to be big fucking circle jerks, right? It's going to be the same people reaping all the benefits. You know, Twitch is going to be like, hey, who, you know, who's who's in the inn in this company right now? Who are the streamers that live in California and are always around and know the higher ups? That's why I you wasn't know? as keen Here's on a Twitch bunch studio. of money. Here's a bunch of money. Uh, make a show that we're gonna that we're gonna push. And it'll do well no matter what. It, that's just how these things work. There's well, that's very the rarely, hey, are- hey, hey, there's very rarely <laughs> any any uh, share in terms of 
uh, new people that come in and 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 can contribute to these things. So unless they change the way they do business, because a lot of it is in house and it's the same. Like you know what what's what's that what's that word like the old boys club or whatever the hell yeah, uh, yeah. you know kind of saying there is that exists and it exists on oh, YouTube it, it exists on Twitch and whenever these new things happen it's always the same faces I'm not gonna name any names but you guys can easily pick out the the people that are there and it's I can guarantee that. It'll be no different if anything like that happens. It's going to be the same people we're going to see. And although those about- people that we see, they're great. They're great entertainers, and I do enjoy watching a lot of the stuff. It's just the the variety. It's like watching the same personalities, but in a different in a different format. And it's like meh. Uh, I think it depends on the company. Like Twitch, I fully agree that that's probably going to be the case. But um, I've had experience with the YouTube space. We've used them multiple times. We literally just call them up and say, "Hey, what days do you have open?" They give us a list, and we say, "Hey, we want these slots," and we just go and like we've taken we've taken up some of their entire studios for like an entire day, like eight nine hours. You know, we've been there for full days, and it's usually not an issue. Like, there's never like, oh, yeah, no, we're super overbooked or whatever. So if Microsoft goes with that kind of approach where it's like anyone, you just have to call them up, and you can just schedule and go, that's awesome. Twitch, I feel like, yeah, it's just going to be like, oh, no, we want to push very specific shows or very specific people to be able to use the space. That's a completely different story. Uh, it all depends on how open they are. Like, YouTube space is just like, you want to book it, just call in. It's, you know, kind of first come, first served. We have a bunch of studio spaces. Just go for it. So if it's open and you want it, you got it. Yeah, uh, I, I just I like that it exists, and I like I, I just like what it, it what it does for what kind of content can be created Produced. in in yeah. the, in the space and anything that's new and and uh, and and higher end than just putting on a C920 webcam and 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 playing Battlegrounds <laughs> for twelve hours straight. I'm okay with yeah. by in in my books. Uh, yeah. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna spin I'm gonna spin this into something else. Because we talked a little bit about it, for example, Panic was, uh, and 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 Jeff here were talking about um, with Twitch the 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 website right now. In terms of have, oh like God. usability, Adam, everything. Bro, if you're gonna go on an hour rant show. about how fucked Twitch is right now, I'm no, gonna can go do that for another turn show. Down my heat. I'm gonna no, go no, take no, a no, shower. No, no. Uh, well, All right. no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just. <laughs> Jesus, because I because I've heard it so many times, and I know I got to stop you before you go because once you go, it's it's all ogre. Oh, There's I'll a high salt level I'm, today, I'm, Adam. I'm, sure, sure, whatever. Uh, but the, but what I all I wanted to say is that is that I think I I hope. Twitch does pay attention, even though there's not really competition for Twitch right now, even though it technically exists, is I hope they pay attention as far as website usability, because Twitch, honest to God, is the pro- possibly worst it's next I mean worse. Reddit Reddit is a more user friendly and Reddit is one of the <laughs> just biggest <laughs> gong shows on the planet and Twitch is right now it's Las Vegas there is a notification fucking coming at me at every <laughs> square pixel on the screen shit doesn't line up you don't know yeah. what anything does They're all over it's, the place left right top bottom middle it's like <laughs> hey click here for this click here for that click here for this bullshit yeah. Hey, it feels some, like, it feels like some streamer you haven't if, watched if, in months yeah, just made a clip. <laughs> it feels like I'm on some like GeoCities website that was like back in like the the day that somebody put together, and you get in there. And it was before AdBlock, and it's just like you're like shit's just fucking coming up at you all over oh. the place, and all of a sudden your screen's full of crap. 
It's just yeah, nuts. It's like I was watching a, a car video on a Lamborghini, and uh, the they were the guy was sitting in the car, and it's an absolute gorgeous, an absolute gorgeous vehicle. All right, you're seeing it, of you're course. like, oh my god. And the guy's sitting in there, and he's looking around, and he's like, where in the fuck do I turn on the lights? I just want to turn on the lights. There's buttons everywhere. There's controls and shit all over the place. That oh is Twitch. God. Twitch needs to just calm the fuck down. Like, they are doing, they are trying to do way too much too quickly, and they think more is more, but less is more. People just want to go on the know? site. They want to just watch a streamer. They want to be able to see who they're following, click on a stream, and go there. We don't need pop-ups. We don't need pop-ups on pop-ups. We don't need drop-downs <laughs> where there's pop-ups on pop-ups. And we most certainly don't need a stream to cut out every two hours or every hour and a half, and then you're forced <laughs> to refresh the page so that the shit can work. And there's a reason why Twitch is breaking. It's because they're doing way too much too quickly, and you've got these other sites now that have it some is. really cool ideas, and it's simple, and, simple. and they go, oh, we got to add that. We got to add. We got to add that. You want to know what I want them to do, even at a very base level? Just give me the ability to turn off anything on the UI that I want to. I don't want to see those pop up. Just let me turn it off. And from the streamer perspective, like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the podcast right now. We've got like videos, clips, collections, events, like followers and, and following. Text. Let me turn that. Like there's no. Yeah, let me turn that shit off. Text. Let me <laughs> let me turn that shit off. Like our technical alpha. Are we ever going to use the events tab? Probably not. Let, no. We're probably not going to use collections and clips. Let's just let us let us control what we show to our viewers. Like we don't want to see that crap. It's a lot of noise. Our viewers, literally, I, I'm pretty listeners. I'm pretty sure you guys just want to hear us talking. Like that's what you guys want. You don't want to see all this <laughs> other like fluff. So it's just it it's just so funny Move to on. me. It just keeps adding more. So when I got that email, that's why I want to say this. When I got that email, right, and it shows this big list of stuff, and it all includes oh, now it's overlays over top of the video thing. That's not even the streamers overlays. So it's an overlay on top of the video with the streamers overlays and all of this in other the player shit. window. It's like a player in control. the player window. And I'm just Stop. like, I just the first thing I saw people tweeting Stop was like, madness. can I just turn this off? People are like, please tell me that I can turn this shit off because there's just so stop. much. Just stop, stop, like, Just like nuts. have everything have an off switch. But it's okay, guys. You know why? Because now we get the Kappa Pet. Do you know, know Jeff, is. you heard I about the Kappa even, Pet? I actually <laughs> don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. It was the stupidest shit ever. It's Tamagotchi no, uh, panic, for streaming. Pan, panic. It's, a, it's Tamagotchi for, for fucking Kappa. So what happens is, Jeff, when you're streaming, the Kappa Pet will not be a part of your stream. It'll be an overlay on the player, and it will be doing stuff, and the viewers can interact with it while you're streaming. But guess what, bro? When you go offline, the Kappa Pet goes to sleep. That's the gayest thing I've heard. That is amazing volume. That's, That's amazing value add for you and your viewers. It's I have seen thing and I've heard in my entire life, and I've seen some really flamboyant things. I that actually hate next that level. more. <laughs> I hate that more than the stupid point spots, like for being in chat where you can buy shit with the points and like it just spams <laughs> things. This is I'm like Twitch came up with something oh. that is worse. Oh, it's so good. now I, I can't it. get rid of it. It's on the overlay. It's just there. Uh, well, next, well, another. How podcast, is that relevant to your I, gameplay? I, 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 Another podcast, we'll, we'll, we can talk more about the Twitch thing, because it finally, you know stuff's gone we bad, love and we're Twitch, to move really. on to the next, yeah, to the next topic. We love you, but, but fuck me. Uh, the, uh, 
you know it's getting real. Lyric had like some low ball shade, just backdoor fucking comment, like they put out on a tweet. Uh, where even lyrics like, guys, we've gone too far. Yeah. We need to. Yeah, he's yeah. like, what the fuck? We need. Back yeah, when that you're number, when you're number one streamer on the site <laughs> is telling you, bro, you know, I'm love, I'm loving the millions of dollars I'm making via this site right now, but, but it, just... you know what? It's not even worth. It's not <laughs> even worth. Um, you know, I love Twitch. It's 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 growing pains, but at some point, the growing's gotta stop, and we just gotta like. <laughs> We we just gotta enjoy what we have. We don't need Twitch to have gigantism. Like, we don't need them to yeah. die at like forty three well, because you want to know. It's it kind of feels like it's becoming Facebook, right? Streaming. You know how Facebook it just streams. went to shit. It just it's well, it's <laughs> like it it, it it like it, it's pretty soon like it, it, you're not even gonna be able to find the streamer that you wanna that you wanna find. They're just gonna auto funny you to lyric or something. <laughs> Like that'll be the show. Like you know, that'll be it. It'll it'll be uh, twitch.tv slash summit one g lyric show, you're gonna type, and you yeah, won't be able to watch in, anybody else. You're like www.twitch.tv slash technical alpha, and it will come up. Did you mean lyric? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, was a feature. I mean, to be fair, I mean, if there's if there's like one streamer that you have to watch, I guess Summit would be a damn good one to do it. But I mean, but it's you know, so shit. funny. It, it's gonna turn uh, into a Facebook man. Like how long? You know, how long do you think Twitch adds co-streaming? Oh, like they did for Mixer. Uh, how long do you think oh. they? Did, how long till you think they put that shit in? What is this? Before right now we use multi-twitch. So uh, Mixer's big feature was actually called co-streaming. So what happens is if you and say you and Adam were doing your Saints Row playthrough, right? You yeah. both of you could say we're co-streaming, and when you're on either of the streams, it will automatically put both of your streams up and like fit them in to the stream space so that someone can see both per points of view and it will mix the audio properly for you. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That would be cool. So that's why they that's why they called it Mixer because you can like it makes it a lot more interactive. You can actually work with other streamers without having to do this like multi-twitch and having other people go crazy mm, with stuff. Now that is an idea I can fuck with. The Tamagotchi or whatever the hell they're that? called pets <laughs> now, but give me that. Because think about that. For technical alpha, if we did shit like that on there, we could just be like <laughs> I stream, you stream, Adam streams, all three cams up, done. Yeah, let's just yeah, yeah let's just let's just make it three points of failure instead of one. Yeah. What could possibly uh, go wrong we all stream. I, I do i do like that i think that's good for like duo streams oh, especially really if you're playing team yeah. games and shit like if you're playing league or hots or minecraft and or right anything. now there's like multi-twitch but why not just make that you know part of the the website's functionality now the problem is twitch's player is already pretty busted so i'm scared if they actually try to implement yeah. something like that just how <laughs> bad it'll serve be. us one stream at the same time properly let's fix what they got going bad now yeah, and let's then do let's that. work on other things like those yeah. actual yeah. big things that could be useful, yes. then we work on that. But anyway, I, yes. I digress. I mean, we love Twitch, yes. but you know, it's fun. It's easy to. It's just too easy to poke fun at Twitch because they're just doing some shit like the the Kappa pet. I mean, come on, come on, <laughs> just come on. Whose the idea was that, themselves. Man? Whose Who's idea somebody, was that? You know what? Twitch fucking pay me hundred thousand dollars a year and, fire them. and give me a desk job <laughs> yeah. there, and I'll come up with some ideas. And I promise you. They're not going to be those pets on the screen that you can pet and purr and and no. watch when your streamer's not there. I I, no. I guarantee I'll come up with something. Oh no, better. it sleeps when you're not there. It sleeps when you're not oh, there. Oh, it does nothing. Well, <laughs> all right, let's anyway. move on. Anyway, okay, so that beam to mixer turned into beam to mixer to uh, to Twitch. Get your shit together, which is perfectly fine in my books. We're going to move on to the next to the next uh, topic, which is was this Red Dead Redemption Two. 
so that was originally announced to be released releasing this year. So they they said Red Dead Redemption Two. They had that like they had a trailer or something for it. Yeah, like three months. yeah, it was like a teaser, and they were like, hey, this is coming out this year, and everybody was like, oh my god, and that was because everybody has forgotten that that uh, Rockstar, since basically ever, has announced a game is going to come out and has delayed the game at least once, every title, since the dawn of time, and lo and behold, what has happened, mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 is now moved into, I think it's a spring window for 2018, yeah, yeah I'm, it's. I'm like gonna be honest. Six, I actually later. think that they do this purposely. I think that they announce games uh, when things aren't the hottest for them, or when they feel as though other companies are getting. There's a lot of. They do this a lot in movies too, uh, and I'm sure that it's the same practice here. Where I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case, but it definitely happens. Where, say, for example, you have DC that announces. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman. Like, right now, Wonder Woman is getting an insane amount of good press. Like, apparently, it is, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Um, She's mildly attractive, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, when that happens, Marvel will come out, and they'll make a massive announcement, right? Or Disney will come out, and they'll make a huge announcement. So, I actually believe that maybe not this is the case, but it most certainly happens, and this could even have been the case, where at the time, they needed to make a big announcement that's going to trend on Twitter, that's going to get people talking, get people excited, uh, get people investing in their shares, all that fun stuff, announce the shit, and full well knowing that this sh- it's not going to come out when they say it's going to come out, and then delay it, keep the word going, this is going to be, I mean, we're sitting here talking about it, it's probably all over Twitter's talking about it, everywhere's talking about it, and it's not going to affect the amount of sales they get. It's just keeping the game relevant, and it's giving them more time. So that was actually really interesting the way you phrase that because um, they, I do exactly one hundred percent agree with you. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they announced this back then because it was a lull and they needed a bump. Um, and the timing of this announcement, saying that they have to delay it, was uh, very interesting because what happened was as soon as they said we're delaying until spring, mm-hmm. their the Take Two stock utterly tanked. Like yep. they took a massive hit. Yep. And then, surprise, surprise, Take-Two announced their earnings within a couple of hours. And then, boom. And after our trading, shot back up. Because you know why? NBA 2K17 is apparently doing really well. GTA, a game which has been out for years, is apparently still printing money. With yep. like the whole GTA RP and everything, it got a huge resurgence. So people are like, apparently, they're just making a ton of money from it. So like, as soon as the Take-Two earnings got announced, they shot back up. So I, I feel like they're like, okay, this is going to really tank us. Because it happened with GTA when they said we're delaying. Mm-hmm. They tank. So they're like, oh, let's have a counter announcement where earnings are absolutely amazing. And they kind of, of balanced it out. So this is, I think, entirely shareholder driven. I mean, these people are, are billion dollar companies. They know what, oh, they're, yeah, they doing. Know what they're doing. There is a science to everything. They just don't wake up in the morning and go, ah, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Rats. The game is just not going to be out in time, boys. We ought to hit Twitter and let them know this shit is known long in advance. And even if they had planned a re- 2017 release, in the back of their minds, they're going, well, there's a very strong possibility this will not be ready in 2017. And they're, they're still going to run with it because it's a story. It's the headlines. It creates hype. It creates and then the shares. EA. And that's, you know, or it doesn't create <laughs> shares, but it sells and trades and all that other stuff. So it's, uh, it's and the game. And Ubisoft, too, actually. 
it's a game. I think I, I think the other thing is they, uh, you know, that's totally that's totally accurate, and they can get away with it. But I think why they can get away with it, they can get away with it more freely than other studios can get away with it. Rockstar is in Rockstar the AAA, you know, in, they're they in the full level, they're the top. They there's there's the like the they're the quad. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah the their quad games AAA. are phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah so uh, whenever they come out, first of all, I think everybody understands for the most part, despite the fact the stock tanked out, which is hilarious. I think that's just because it was moved into a window that was outside of when their dividends were going to be fucking like dropping three in. Quarters. It's like three yeah. quarters late. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, with that being the case, you know, it's whatever, but uh, the sales for the game are never going to be affected. They could literally release that game in any day at any time. Anywhere, it's not going to affect the sales whatsoever because it's a Rockstar game. And when they release a game, it sells huge, makes all sorts of money, and everybody's happy. Because the game... I'm not surprised because they're they're always great. Always great. The games are always friggin' friggin' awesome. So, uh... Here's another thing. Here's another thing, Adam. Is is, uh, how well GTA 5 is doing. They may go, hey, let's pump the brakes here on Red Dead... And let's let's ride this RP wave. Let's ride this surge because if if Red Dead comes out, all those people that are buying GTA Five are no longer buying mm-hmm. GTA Five. They're buying mm. Red Dead. It's going to slow down the sales. Uh, let's just let this gravy train run. People are going to be here on the other end anyway, and we're going to have our cake and we're going to guarantee eat it too. you they're going to add. They're, they're looking into ways to add more of like GTA Online stuff and that whole RP type to stuff Red into Dead. Red Dead because the Red Dead oh, yeah. Red Dead universe lends itself to so much that type of thing. I always wanted to be a cowboy there. Great game. Yeah, exactly. Great game. Is our yeah, Red Dead 2 RP. It's going it's going to happen. Uh yeah, for sure. Be phenomenal. All all I need to know about Red Dead Redemption 2 is whether or not they're going to be able to top the late title card from Red Dead Redemption 1. That's literally all I need to know because <laughs> it's still the greatest late title card of all time. That was in a video couple games. hours in, wasn't it? A couple. It was the end of the fucking game. You literally, spoiler alert, I'll give you a few seconds here for those of you who don't want to hear this, if you somehow at this point, if you wanted to but haven't played Red Dead Redemption, when you finish Red Dead Redemption, the guy that you played the game as, unfortunately, bites the bullet, literally. Dude gets KO'd, uh, and if you, when you continue, you can continue the game as his son, okay? And as, do, as his son, you have a mission to basically track down the dudes who killed his Kill father you and you the the late title card is after like 40 50 hours of playing this game you catch the guy you fucking get him gun to head bullet fires and as the bullet fires bam red dead redemption comes up on the screen greatest late to late title so card of all time you played the prequel you played the prequel oh without knowing God. it Oh, it's unbelievable! When it happened, I was just in in awe for for like three, four hours straight. It was just like I can't believe they just pulled that off, and it was so beautiful. It was one of the greatest things I had I had ever seen. And it's you know one of those things beautiful? where you forget. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's one. No, no, no. It's just it's one of those things where you forgot long ago that there was no title yeah. screen, and so you're not even thinking. Oh, it's not. And even then fucking it all there. happens right at the end. And you're like, <laughs> oh my god, yes. there it is. Oh you're shit, like, the ending was crazy. What something. the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's just it was epic. That's yeah, fire. That's fire. Oh, it's absolute fire. Oh, is it, it's. I still think Red Dead's the best game that Rockstar has ever made, and so Red Dead Two, it's got some big boots to fill uh, coming out. But I'm sure they're going to smash it out of the park. I'm sure it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. an incredible experience. Uh, what I was going to say there uh, for my for my segue of you know what's not fire, Far Cry. As much as everybody <laughs> rides this game's friggin' dick, I cannot 
stand Far Cry because they have been producing, they've turned into the, the Call of Duty of first-person shooters uh, that don't involve multiplayer. Uh, and every game has been basically the same. And I, to, to their credit, there was a Far Cry credit, 4. Far, yeah. Yes. And it was exactly the same as 3, except they changed the oh. antagonist. Uh, so what happened was I played through all of Far Cry 3. It was a pretty good game. You know, it wasn't anything to friggin' write home about. It was just a, a you know, it was a solid game. It was, that was pretty, the one where you're on pretty. the island and you do all the crazy hunting and crap, right? Right. And in three was when they, no, four was the, was where they spawned out that second game for the, the primal ah. thing. So, oh, that so in, thing. Okay. in, in three, they accidentally stumbled upon one of the greatest villains of all time. They literally, the villain in three wasn't even supposed to be the villain originally, but the guy came in the voice actor and smashed it so much out of the park the writers went, fuck me, we need to make this guy the main guy. And so Voss was this, guy, was this guy's name. And everybody knows Voss because of the trailer where he talks about, do you know the definition of insanity? And he is, is for all the game is yeah. worth, which as a game, it's kind it. of whatever. That character, one of the greatest characters of all time, bar none, Ooh. the guy killed it. Comes out, smashes it so much that they rewrite the fucking game. How much better can you get as a voice actor that they do that to the game? Move on to four. At this point, they were like, people really like Voss. What can we do? Let's basically make Voss 2.0. And so they did. And they yeah. tried to recreate that magic, and it was complete shit, in my opinion. It was terrible. And not only that, but the mission game. structure and everything was identical to three, down to the point where in, in, in three, I think it was a field of marijuana that you blow down with a with a flamethrower and in four this is where i stopped the game i was playing four on stream i get up to it and it's like hey we need to go burn down this opium field and i went nope peace and i was gone literally the exact same shit i was like what what kind of weird twilight zone am i in so with five i don't know if we're gonna be like i don't there's no cocaine field so i don't know what we're gonna be burning i'm down. the only one here <laughs> qualified to talk about number five setting because <laughs> uh, you all are canadians yes. Uh, very true, very true. However, so, uh, I'll, I have more to say on it, but I want to get Panic's take okay. on it. We'll move around, because I have something specifically about 5 that I'm, you know, most disappointed uh, about, but I'll, I'll, go ahead, Panic. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, I thought it was a ballsy move to pick that setting for 5. I don't know how they're gonna make it large scale as the other ones, um, but, and I, and some of the character art seemed really interesting, but I, I don't know how they're going to get like the gravitas of like a Far Cry game. Um, I feel like it's going to be a derpier Bioshock style feel with the way they're kind of building up the characters in it. Um, Jeff, do you know much about the setting, or do you not see no, much about no, it yet? I don't know anything, uh, so you may as well describe there, it for everybody. Yep. So this takes place in Montana, um, roughly around I believe current times. Um, a fanatical cult, which is all around old style America. You know, Merca is based on that. And um, they have like a Jesus like, you know, so I'm um, riding on the back of the bus type America. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and Great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stuck outside the country in some travel ban type of thing. I can make okay. this. I can make this easier for you, Panning. Uh, Jeff, you want to know what this game is? Outlast 2. All right, continue. Oh, OK. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah so it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
The game's fucking shit. So I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm again. I feel like um, it's gonna ha- it's gonna look amazing, <laughs> but I think it's gonna fall short, just like you know the last three Far Cry games. Um, it's gonna look phenomenal. You know, Crytek. They they know their crap, but you know their game chops have been kind of like a whistle. I'd be whistling it's, that noise right now. Yeah, it, it's okay. So to to elaborate on what I mean by that, I, I actually talked about this on stream when people were ask uh, when people were asking me about Outlast two. They you know the Outlast was a huge streaming game for like the small window of time before the whole world found out the game sucked. So people were were asking me, you know, are you going to play Outlast two? Blah 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not actually going to play that game because um, I've just like I'm tired of zombies. I have been for a really long time now in games. I just, I don't want to see a zombie for like maybe a decade. I'd be cool. Maybe then I'll be okay with zombies again. Uh, this whole so- Southern American Bible Belt f- fanatical yeah, Christian cult yeah. thing that's yeah. been been growing ever since uh, True Detective made it fucking hot fire in season one. Domestic terrorists. And it's not like they, and it's not like they're the first per- people to do it. But when True Detective did that, the ramp just went fucking vertical, and we just started getting more TV shows and movies and video games, all this stuff doing that exact shtick. It's let's go down with the the uh, even uh, even American Horror Story did it not about like I don't know four or five months ago. Uh, the 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 Bible Belt inbred Christian crazies. And then make a game based around it. Except this isn't a horror game. This is just, you know, Far Cry. So they've got the Jesus dude. They've got the the dude carving stuff into his arms. Repent now! He's got, like, greed or some shit written into his arms. Uh, it, it looks... It looks bad as far as the, as, far as the setting goes. Yeah, like, it's really, really silly. Uh, I I don't know why. I think it's ballsy to go, go for it, roof. but they they're pretty much playing in every trope. Yes, ballsy in what way? Um, it's pretty controversial, at least here in the states. Um, it's a very polarizing setting. Donald Trump is everyone in is... the United States right now. So I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it is it's it's literally whatever, right? I mean, they. I don't know. I, I don't think I, I it by the sounds of it, it sounds pretty shitty. It doesn't sound very uh unique in any way. It sounds like it's been done before, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't watched it. Uh, I haven't watched the trailer or anything like that, but it doesn't don't. Okay. Don't. I won't have anything, I think. You know, you're not missing. Oh, we've just filled you in on everything you see in that trailer. Uh and the but the best part is where they pulled one of the whole this whole trailer was done in in game engine. Uh, it's like, yeah, awesome. And to be honest, as uh, the game it looks, looks pretty good, it looks all right. It doesn't. It's not like it's blowing my fucking socks off. Like it, it just looks like every other AAA PC game at the. Uh, you know, uh, it it doesn't look that much more exciting. I mean, companies than, still do that. Do they really put down in in little tiny yes. font like this is actual gameplay footage. They yes, have to. That's the thing. They have yeah. to because ever since of like uh, what was the game that fucked that up real bad at E three. Um shit this was a long time ago they showed like all pre-rendered footage and they never oh. showed actual gameplay footage until the game came out and people now they have to say in-game footage yes or pre-rendered. yeah yeah that was a, there, there, there was a whole bunch of stuff around that but the game i mean again the games are never like truly horrific they they're they're just they're they're decent games but my god do they pump those things up something fierce and i was hoping they'd do something you know different 
because they pulled Primal and they basically made another game within Far Cry Four, and now here we are again. Uh, and it's and it's and it's I'll just tell silly. you. I am. I'll, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you what how how it's going to be, and it it's going to be a great first three to five hours. It's going to be like you know, it just falls all off the bells and whistles are going to go pieces. off. Yeah, yeah, they'll have some cool action set pieces. The, the you know the 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 direction, the voice acting will be good. It'll be exciting. And then once you get up on that world map and you start climbing towers and you start looking at new areas, it all is going to be repetitive garbage it's going to be a bunch of filler go here kill this go there you know make sure black people are at the back of the bus make sure panic is not in the country (laughs) and that'll be the show right and it'll and it'll do that over and over and over again Uh, it's just you know it'll be a fun four or five hours and then it's going to be the same repetitive shit and it'll just get dull it'll just get dull That's yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's that's pretty much what's what's going to go down. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've hit the halfway point and on time. Remarkably, for the first time in weeks, we were actually moving into a uh, break on time. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the second half is going to stay on time, but the first half is. Uh, so we're going to go to break. Uh, enjoy the sellout as always. And uh, also, uh, again, guys, thank you for everybody that's head on over to iTunes and giving us those ratings, because we're now at 80, I believe, is the last time I checked. We're at 80 uh, 80 ratings on iTunes, and 79 of those are five stars. So thank you guys so much. Uh, Fuck that one guy. He, and he was God, early one. and he was four stars and he was just like and he was like great podcast it just gave him four stars it's just like oh it's forever tarnished oh that guy <laughs> that guy that guy was rating that too like he was just doing it too truthful you know it's like hey they had a, they had audio issues if it didn't have that audio issue quite... this would be a perfect five like, come on yeah. bro yeah You're gonna do yeah. us like that there's always one. It's what like heck? on YouTube. There's that one douche that'll hit the dislike button. The, 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 the dislike moment, every time. The moment the video goes up. And it's just like, really, dude? You didn't even watch the vid, man. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, and so, yeah, enjoy enjoy the sellout. And we will be back. Uh, for those of you uh, watching this live, we'll be back uh, in uh, a few minutes. So sit tight. Peace. Hey guys, if you're enjoying Technical Alpha and are interested in supporting us, do I have a solution for you? We've set up a Patreon page to help us help you help us and you! We've got a list of options that would make a used car salesman cry that provide you with a range of goodies for your support. Head on over to patreon.com slash technicalalpha to see what's up for grabs. Do you like badges and stuff? Subscribe to us on Twitch TV to get, well, badges and stuff. Technical Alpha is live-streamed every Friday at 8pm Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash technicalalpha, so if you're in the neighborhood, be sure to stop by. Listening to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, or another podcast app? If you're having a good time, be sure to give us a thumbs up. It's a simple thing, but it goes a long way in helping us reach more people, and really, more people should be able to judge us feverishly. It's only fair. Honestly though, while we like to joke about the cello, just being a regular listener is a huge help, and we're incredibly thankful for all of your support. Technical Alpha will continue soon, so sit tight. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Technical Alpha podcast. We have survived another break, another lengthy sellout time. <clears throat> while while you're uh, away, uh, Panic and I were talking about uh, smoking weed and. Uh, <laughs> 
and, and what it would do to you. What? I was, just, I was like, I was like, I could not picture Adam smoking weed. I think I, I said, I think there'd be more of a chance of me doing heroin than Adam smoking marijuana. There is, there is a, there is a orders of magnitude greater chance that that you would be doing smack before I was doing uh, anything like smoke weed. So yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You'd be banging lines of coke before I was doing any sort of smoking on a, weed. Like- on a fun note, uh, speaking of weed, although I haven't smoked weed in over five years, uh, the day I quit Congratulations. my Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm five years free. Congrats. Um, I, uh, I'm actually, I already have it in place now um, in terms of like the investment, and I am now making moves and talking to people and um, reading up on all the... Uh, things that that I'll need to to have uh, to open up some dispensaries. So when it when when weed becomes legal, I'm gonna be opening up uh, uh, a dispensary Maximus for sure. Blunt. I don't know. I don't honestly. Do, I highly doubt that it will have anything to do with my brand or anything. I think it's more of gonna be me investing. You're just gonna into be an investor, a partner. Yeah. yeah. So no like bounce blunts. No bounce blunts. It'll just be kind of some silent money. <laughs> And uh, and then you know hopefully uh, things will will pan out. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are coming into place. Like soon you're going to be able to start applying for licenses and different things. And then also you're going to have to be so far away from school districts, malls. Um, there will only be oh, allowed stuff. a certain dispensary uh, between other dispensaries. So it's there's all kinds of like logistical things that you got to deal with. But um, I think we're probably about two years out before it's going to be a reality. Do you know? Some you know really what? I don't. Colorado. Oh yeah, I'm, uh, but you you know you know what? And and I hope people then are out there don't take this the wrong way because I I honestly don't care if you smoke weed. Believe me, I don't care. Ninety percent of the people that I spend time with hit the shit on a daily basis. I just don't care. But what I what I am hoping happens when this is legalized here in Canada and eventually in the states I'm sure at least the majority will be covered at some point in the not too distant future. I just hope that I stop hearing about all of the fucking weed shit because weed culture is up there with That's vacation. That's why I'm so happy about it. Like like there's it's it's like spinners, vegans, crossfit weed like that's like just and if you do all and you know there's some venn diagram yeah there's like a venn diagram where there's there's a group that hits on every damn one of those and it's like a nightmare come fucking true weed culture drives me fucking up the wall just like you know all the other things i just talked about because for some reason they so many it's not all it's not all people that smoke up either obviously but there's lots of people that i know that that don't talk about it it's just a thing the thing that they do and it's just another part of the routine they just don't care but my god is there a lot of people that just can't stop bringing it up like it doesn't even come up in conversations like yeah i smoke it up man i smoke i smoke weed it's not a big deal it should just be it should just be legal why why isn't it? Why isn't it? Why isn't it legal? I mean, alcohol is worse than weed. Uh, it's like I just, you know, why? Why? Why is it that we can drink but we can't smoke? And it just goes off. And people because are the government like, we hasn't found a way about, to tax it yet. That's all. Like we were talking about tea cozies, motherfucker. Are you bringing up weed for? Get out of here. Jeez, fuck. I'm more so concerned that you're talking about tea cozies. That's what I'm concerned about, Adam. <laughs> 
Coincidentally, you might have been high just to get to the point where you're talking about Tico's. I would so say out of like the 15,000 people that will listen to this podcast, there's probably at least four or 500 that are absolutely blaze shit stoned right now listening. And shout probably. out to you guys. Only four to five hundred. That, that purple rain. Mm, purple some, some rain. <laughs> purple rain. So, uh, oh, movie stuff. Yeah, that wasn't part of it. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure uh, that everybody found that entertaining. But uh, you know what I have to be uh, smoking, smoking weed to enjoy? What's that? Hearing about the fact that they're doing a Resident Evil reboot, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I, 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 okay, we're, just, we're, like, we're, finish the we're series? We're the movies here. We're, 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 in, we're in the movie talk, and, and I had to, I added two things here just because I know Adam doesn't keep up with all the uh, the movie stuff like I do, so I had to throw in the I Resident actually heard Evil about reboot. this, to be fair. I did hear about this. I just didn't, I just, um, it didn't register in my mind I don't to, believe to you. talk about it. Well, no, I did. The, I read it. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, the 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 reason why I wanted to bring that up, and we kind of briefly talked about Resident Evil uh, a couple weeks ago um, when we were trying to figure out like best video game to movie adaptation, and I still think Resident Evil, uh, the original Resident Evil, is still one of the best. Um, the reason why I'm happy about this is because James Wan is producing it, and whatever James Wan touches is not only box office gold, but it's actually legitimate, awesome shit. Okay, Jeff. Every okay, Jeff. single time. Let's pretend Let's pretend there's a lot of people like me out there that don't know the names of every producer, director, key grip, best boy, and all the other fruity names that mean absolutely nothing that they came up with for the movie industry. Yeah. <laughs> what what uh, what exactly has has James done that we need to uh, to know about so we can apply why it's good that he's doing Resident Evil? Um, okay, so James Wan uh, directed the original uh, Saw movie, um, which how he got it. That's what he got his big break doing, and then okay. from there okay. he went. He he's been he's been sort of the horror genre guy. He's the he's the guy that made. Pretty much every great horror movie, not every, but everything that he touches. So, for example, yeah, so for example, the original Saw was great. Obviously, um, he saw being part of a lot of those as they continued and and he he Mm. blew up. He did a movie called Dead Silence, which was good. Um, He did Mm. Insidious, which is an amazing uh, good horror. Yeah, The Conjuring, which is is probably my favorite. Conjuring is, yeah, mine too. Um, and then, of course, he got out of the movie, uh, the hor- horror genre for a short period of time, and he did Fast 7. And Fast 7 with the whole yeah, Paul Walker thing, movies, yeah. all that stuff, he turned it around. He made an, an awesome, fun movie. He gave a brilliant tribute uh, at the end. And, of course, it made like $1.5 billion. He came Arguably back the and did, in movie history. Yeah, he came back and did The Conjuring 2. Um, which was also really, really good. And then in terms of producing things, um, he uh, produced, I do believe he produced, uh, what else did he, he did? He produced, the, he the executive produced all the saws as a producer just because it was his baby. Um, but he did uh, Annabelle, um, he did Insidious, uh, Chapter 3, The Conjuring, Chapter 2, uh, Lights Out, which was so much fun. Uh, if you guys didn't see the movie Lights Out, that was pretty mm-hmm. good. It's a, another horror movie. 
Um, and then, of course, now he's going to be directing uh, Aquaman, and they're filming that right now. So he's he's going to be directing uh, Aquaman. And Some of the production stills from that actually look really interesting. Um, they've just started leaking them out. It looks it looks uh, damn good. But what I'm trying to say here, dude, is uh, and of course he he did the writing. He like he he he's he wrote Aquaman. He did the Conjuring, Insidious. Usually, I mean, when when he became such a big. Uh, name he really became a household name i would say like after i would say around the conjuring the insidious conjuring is when he really started to make a lot of buzz but he also writes a lot of this sometimes he has co-writers he produces his stuff and he directs the majority of it now the reason why i'm getting excited about this is because like i said everything this guy touches is gold and although i know there's probably a lot of people out there that are like dude i didn't i didn't like insidious or i didn't like uh whatever if you're a horror genre fan chances are you've enjoyed his films because of the garbage that's out there um and not only that he's he's now done things outside of the horror genre and he's done extremely well uh i'm just really excited that he's going to be at least producing them uh it wouldn't surprise Mm. me if he didn't uh direct one uh you never know it probably depends on his on his schedule and the the amount of money Uh, that, you know, these budgets and stuff, but he is high, high demand. And the fact that he's backing this up, great. I hope maybe, maybe the Resident Evil reboot that they're doing will actually be horror and not just action anymore. <sighs> yeah. I feel like they need to let the franchise rest a little bit. Didn't they, like, just release one of the movies? Like, let it rest for, like, a little while before well, they start it up again. Well, you know, I know it's going to be a couple of years before it comes out, but even that, yeah, it, it will be. It will be some time. I, I'm sure we probably won't see anything until like 2019. Um, but I'm okay with them rebooting it, like almost right away, simply simply because I am tired of the old. I'll be honest, I haven't watched the Resident Evil movie since I think Resident Evil Three or something when it became when it either. looked like a yeah. like a shitty video game. Uh, I don't even remember which one it was. There's so many of them now. I'm surprised you got that far. Um, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I just stopped watching them. I'm just not interested in the garbage. Um, but the first one yep. was so good. It, it's got so much promise, uh, and I'm okay with them rebooting it because I want Resident Evil, but I want an actual Resident Evil again. And if they're going to reboot it and give me that, I'm at the movie theater. I'm throwing money, and if you put James Wan on there, if I see him on the screen in credit credit form, I don't care if it's executive producing, directing, writing, I don't care. Put his name on the screen. I feel I'm like there. they brought him back to get the horror aspect there. Yep, 100%. 100%. It will be a horror movie. Mark my words. It will be good. And he's also can prove that he can do action, and if he can mix the two, I think it'll be something special. So, what do you guys think? Let let me know what you guys think about the reboot. Yeah, I'm 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 I mean I I agree with Panic that this feels like even though it's going to be a couple of years. Yeah, just let it rest. I mean, this I'm this is on board this is that. like this is like can you? This is so soon. It's like can you even call it a reboot? This is like just it, it's reboot by nature. But my uh, my God, uh, they literally just announced that this last one was the last Resident Evil movie, and then all of a sudden it's like hey, we're back. Well, it it is it's, in that sort of that sort of universe or that series well, in that universe but they're, they're starting doing, well, yeah. after it's yeah, like they're batman, starting it's it. like batman with nolan they let they yeah. let the batman nolan franchise rest for a little while before they started the whole dc universe again well i mean we're so, talking you know, batman and resident evil i mean there's a reason why those are kind of different yeah. i mean you're talking about batman yeah. and then you're talking about fucking resident as, evil and whoever's as gonna long star as in this, that as long as yeah. these movies do well in china does it even matter 
And they, and I believe, no. if I'm not mistaken, no. Resident Evil does gangbusters in China. So Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Almost every movie so, does gangbusters in China, yeah. Yeah, but 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 I mean, Resident Evil yeah. doesn't exactly blow it out of the friggin' park domestically, so no. China is like probably where they make Agreed. most of their money. <clears throat> so, you know, as long as it does well there, then I guess none of this is, it's all conjecture. It doesn't even <laughs> matter as long as it does well there. But I'm excited to see it because, you know, because that guy obviously knows his stuff and does well. I would love to have seen him be more involved and I'd have more faith in it. It's nice if he was doing like a producer or something like that, but I think... He is producing, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, so I'd love to see just how much uh, he'll be able to influence... Oh, the, it'll be the a movies. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's um, kind of like it's kind of like if Steven Spielberg produces a film, the director yeah. will go to Steven Spielberg, and you know, because James Wan, chances are he'll write and produce it at least. Right. He, the the director will kind of go to James Wan, and I wouldn't even be surprised if James will be there. A few will times, be I there think, for the big, you know, the big things that mm-hmm. go down. And usually, producers, especially like if say for example Brad Pitt. Um, mm. you know, he produces a lot of great films. People don't know that, but Brad Pitt is one hell of a businessman and and not only action star, but he also knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, it's the same sort of deal. They have so much uh talent and so much they know the business so well that they can they can put such an influence on the director that it almost feels as though James Wan is, is directing. directing the movie yeah. and you in in a way, right? So it's a big influence. So, mm. um, you know, I, I'm already sold on it. I'm not going to say like I'm super excited, but I'm sold on it. But if he if if he announces, hey, I'm going to direct this too. Oh my god, I, I'm I'm so I'm even more ready. I'm even more. Yeah, ready. it just sounds like this is if this was going to happen, this he's the guy that he's, he's the, the guy. only guy that you would want to see be involved in it. And so it's giving it the best possible shot. It gives it some legitimacy again as a horror yeah. genre because when James yeah. Wan touches horror, it is horror. Period. He's got a yeah. knack for it. Yeah. And I'm down for that. I'd love to see Resident Evil actually be horror. That's that would you know, that would be uh, fantastic. You know um, go with his actual same... source material. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the source material. Well, like the original source material. Resident yeah, Evil also turned into an action fest anyway, so it didn't much make uh, uh, much of a difference in, in that medium. Uh next up, gentlemen, it's something that I love talking about whenever I get an opportunity to talk about it. It's John Wick. John Wick. Update this. So John Wick 3, obviously we already knew that it was happening. Everybody knew it was happening. They said it was going to happen, but they've just started to do some interviews and talk about what the direction of the movie is going to be like because people are interested in, you know, given how the last one ended, what kind of direction is the third one going to be in? Um, and from what I've read so far and, and, and it excited me the most because it was what I loved about John Wick one over top of John Wick two was the fact that in John Wick one, they focused more on the details of the actual world itself of John Wick and all the intricacies of the, uh, of the uh, assassins, you know, guild or whatever you wanted to call it. Uh, and, uh, whereas two got a little more actiony and a little less about that. And so now yeah. I in three, you know, the, the question people said is, are you, know, are you going to go big? Are you going to go bigger and bigger? Are you going to turn it into like a crazy I, action fest? And yeah. they said they're not going to, and they're going to focus on the small stuff, which is what I'm most excited about. 
team. I disagree. I think two had a lot more intricacy in the Assassin's world than they showed in, the, in the, even the first one. The first one, you kind of knew it was there and they alluded to it. But the second one, you got to see a lot of these things and they used it as the down points in the movie. So mm-hmm. I, I, I disagree that I'm just they, going they on bigger, what the, the dude who the did the movie is saying. So whatever he yeah. feels that they did in the second one, he he, he wasn't he wasn't happy with it, and he's going to bring back whatever feel they're going for. Oh, in the he first wasn't one. happy. He wasn't happy with what they did in the second. He said he <clears> well didn't, in they terms didn't go of in terms enough. of in in terms of covering the actual world building aspects of John Wick, like in terms yeah. of explaining. Uh, the, the the minute details or just having it not explaining it but having it be part of the background where you notice it that was what yeah. I liked about John Wick was it didn't hit you over the head with here's exposition 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 it was yeah. you know the whole idea that everybody knew who John was and the coins and all the other stuff it all was there and you kind of learned about everything without them having to sit you down and tell you every single detail about it. And they did that a little lesson too. And so he was saying they want to go back to what they were doing in one and amp that up even more, which is what I'm so excited about. I wasn't even super excited about this announcement. Like, and, and this is not in a negative way. Um, like John Wick as a franchise to me after the first and second one, it's just like if they release one, I'm just going to go to the theater and watch it like hands down. Like it's not even a question for me. So this announcement, I'm not excited about because I'm like, it's going to be good either way. Like the director knows what he's doing. The writers know what they're doing. Keanu and everyone being involved. They've done a fantastic job. So I'm not too I'm like John Wick three. I think it's going to be fine. Um, they actually mentioned something towards the end of the article, which I was super interested in, which actually is what excited me was the John Wick TV show possibly where they're going to do instead of a prequel movie and like do all of that um they'll cover that stuff and they want to do a more small screen approach because then they can do a lot of the exposition like as much as i love the action in john wick the the universe that they kind of built in the world with the whole assassin guild and everything that's super interesting to me i was i was like amazed at how much detail they got in into what was supposed to be like a 90 minute popcorn flick and then in the second one they went even further with it so like them doing something like even if they do it like Netflix original style, where it's, you know, short run, you know, and you get to see the expedition, I'm like super excited for that. Like, I, I want to see like a longer form John Wick storytelling where it's not just, you know, action fest gun fu. I want to see like some of the more slower paced character development that you can get in some of those shows. Yeah. I don't know what you I guys mean, think about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I, I thought they did a, a a phenomenal job with I don't know what this director's smoking honestly I think I think maybe he um is trying to give a little bit too much fan service um or or I I don't know maybe people were complaining a little bit but even though it's got incredible reviews um I thought they did a great job I thought they in terms of building the world they did 10 times more than what they did in the first movie in the first movie they you know, they alluded to a lot of things. It's like, oh my God, what are these coins that the, that the, what is this currency? You know, what is this underground world? Uh, who is this John Wick guy? Like, you know, what are these stories behind this? Who are these different, uh, assassins and, and why are the way that things are the way? And then I found in number two, they answered quite a bit of those questions and they did it in a way that wasn't direct. Like they did it in a way that it wasn't like, Hey, there's a reason why this character is here and this is who I am. And this is and explaining it to the audience like we're stupid. Um, you know, the people Wick. that are going to see this movie, it's a rated R movie. There's going to be adults going. The people that saw the first John Wick, chances are, are um, you know, action fans, older, you know, not even older. But I would say, you know, from m- mid early 20s to 
you know, in, in their fifties or sixties. Uh, it's just that kind of demographic. It's, it's a it's a smart mature demographic they didn't dumb it down like watching a you know a robocop remake or something you know what i mean where it's like a bunch oh of 14 God, year olds are going so there and they just want to see shit explode it was it was it was fun it didn't it take itself too movie. serious but it was also sophisticated in a way it felt as though john wick 2 was everything that the matrix reloaded wish it was it it really felt like it it felt like a lesser matrix, but all in better ways. It felt like a, a what the matrix should have become. Um, you know, the first matrix was the same reaction we got with John Wick one. Oh my God, the story here, my who are these characters? What I need more. And then two came out, and it was this massive CGI fuck fest. And although there was some cool set pieces and there was some decent story building, they knew damn well that it was going to be a trilogy. So they didn't answer all the things. There was a lot of cliffhangers, and the story, the writing wasn't bad, or it was bad. In John Wick two, it's like, hey, we knew what we were. We explain things enough to keep the audience happy. We up the ante in terms of action, but we didn't do it over the top. We we knew exactly what we were, and even the color palette of the film is very matrixy. The 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 color scheme that they had, the music choices that they had. There's like a lot of uh, you know rock or 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 EDM type uh, weird music. And a lot of like a lot house, of vibrant the, the weird, greens like and trance. Like a trans Trans thing, like, like, like you'd go into a a nightclub and, you know, a bunch of people on, on ecstasy and, and, and Molly and shit like that kind of feel it. it, it, That's it. John Wick two, in my opinion, is what the Matrix Reloaded should have been. And I think that if they do the third one correctly, they wrap up the story. They don't leave an open end for a John Wick four. They wrap it up in a way, whether John dies uh, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way or, um, you know, he finally gets to retire, whatever the case may be. I hope they rest the character. They finish up the story. They add a little bit more to the world. And maybe from there, if they if they play their cards right and they get some good side actors um, and, and other cameo characters, even uh, Common's character. And then they go, hey, these characters are so great. Let's go ahead and do a Netflix series and we can get into that world and maybe even Keanu Reeves can show up uh, at some mm. point throughout those series. But I wouldn't even mind. I mean, it's an assassin world. There's so many different things and different areas that you could be in uh, that you could do for a great television. So, so I like the fact that the director said that um, I love John Wick too, as you can probably tell um, it wasn't a perfect movie. No, no, it wasn't. But at the same time, what movie is perfect? The la- I haven't been to a perfect movie in a very, very, very long time, if ever. Uh, so, I don't think in there's terms ever of, been a perfect movie. In terms of mm-hmm. in terms of an a, an action film, and it's a sequel on top of that, and it came out and it did double the business. I mean, what? Uh, nine hundred and sixty six million, uh, and the first one did eighty eight million. I mean. Come on. Uh, and it, it all positive, the majority of them positive reviews. Keanu Reeves hit the jackpot at again. Uh, and again. low budget comparatively. Like, and, and they, they maybe, do better than a lot of the larger scale movies. And maybe that's why it felt so much like The Matrix because Keanu Reeves is in it. Um, and maybe he just brought Lawrence a little Fishburne. bit of that character. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Uh, and you know what? That's not a bad thing because I can no. almost forget the other Matrix and now. Uh, you know, Keanu Reeves be- has become John Wick. He's no longer Neo. 
And that, in my opinion, is great. A reboot that I would love to see would be The Matrix, which has mm. been talked about, but we'll see what happens with that. But for for Keanu Reeves, I think John Wick is his new uh, his new character. I think that's it. I, I couldn't yeah. picture anybody else being John Wick. No one. That's that's well, and that's that's you know when we first talked about John what if Wick John Wick two. is one of the Matrix realities? Oh, they're tying everything Ooh. together. Ooh, uh, no, but that. that's, I think that's what uh, I talked about when we first talked about John Wick 2 was that then the uh, I knew uh, the the point where I knew that John Wick was going to be something particularly big was when I uh, when the Internet stopped referring to Keanu Reeves as Neo and started yep. referring to him as John Wick. And as soon as that happened, then you knew it was all over. I, I mean, yep. he's been Neo for like what ever uh, 15 years. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's John Wick. Yeah, like that's a pretty big now. deal. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. So uh, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, the TV show. I agree again because I'm totally uh, enthralled by the universe that they built for John Wick. I would love to see it. I would love to see it be a Netflix special, but I'm biased because everything Netflix makes I find to be straight fire. So I'd love to see. I'd love to see Netflix oh, get man, their hands I watched, on it. Um, I'm just kind of tangential. It's not on the list, but 13 sure. Reasons Why Netflix yeah. made yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kayla's doing, watching that. Oh my god, dude! I I thought I would. I thought it looked stupid. I just like turned on the first episode, and then I was up until 6 a.m. and I watched the entire thing in like <laughs> one sitting. It was brutal. It just seems so. It just seems so damn depressing. That's why I just did. It is extremely it's depressing. I highly recommend. Yeah. I highly recommend you do not watch that if you are not in a good headspace. It will fuck you up. I don't like going to movies that make me feel bad, you yeah, know? Like very, there's certain uh, movies that I just don't like going to watch because I know, you know, it's and I'm going to Yeah, and but the thing is yeah. like when I watch movies, like I get like I get emotional, man. Like I cry during yeah. a lot of movies. Uh, I I'm I'm an emotional person, so I typically if I leave a movie and it was amazing, like if I get out of fast, you know, 8 and I had a great time, not saying that's an amazing movie, but if I had a good time, I leave the theater pumped and, you know, hitting you the gas pedal happy, a little harder. Sad. Yeah, if, if I go, if I leave a, a, a comedy laughing my ass off, I'm usually in a happy-go-lucky mood. If I leave the theater or I, I'm in my house at a long day at work or the day was just not going good and I'm watching, you know, 13 Ways to Commit Suicide yeah, or whatever the hell it's don't called. Don't go watch I 13 Reasons Why, I just don't. Yeah, then I was just like, <laughs> I, why would you. I put myself in this, you know? It's like going to rewatch go Schindler's List. It's like, why am I doing this? I honestly, I had a similar experience when I watched, um, I think I've watched, I didn't watch all of the episodes, but I watched uh, a handful of the um, Black Mirror series. Yeah. yeah. And I had that I exact same thing. I have to be in a really specific headspace to watch stuff like that. And when I watched Black Mirror, every episode, I was just getting more and more depressed about the current state of affairs in the world because the show was so on the nose about everything and so on point um, in a in a totally blown out of proportion in a hype, you know, a hyperbolic type way. But yet it didn't matter because you realized that it might be a bit of hyperbole right now, but we're quickly yeah. approaching the apex of what that show actually is doing. And there was one episode in particular, 
I don't know how how much did you guys both see all the episodes of Black Mirror or no, only I only watched I've I seen a bunch watched, of them, like, but they're 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 kind of just like standalone episodes anyway. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, different. Exa- yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah. I was just seeing right? in case in yeah. case you guys saw this episode that I'm referencing. So at least Panic will probably know. Yeah, so it suppose. was the one. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, so it was it was the one where they're on uh, where like you're either bicycle you're on a bicycle all day oh, or you're video in your game room, one or yeah. video in, game. Um. I guess it was a video game. Like where game you're part one, of a show, you're like collecting points and shit. You're yeah. co- well, your goal is to get on the show to become famous so that you're not part of the people, you know, cycling hard. And if you're not them, you're serving yeah. the people that are on the, the bike. The black guy? The black guy that's, that that's played that getting, is that's an amazing actor and he played yes. in Get Out and he was fucking incredible. That guy's going to be a movie star. Yes, I said that when I saw this episode because he has a speech at the end of this episode mm. that fucking blew my god forsaken yeah. mind. I had He's no, amazing. I, I actually stared blank at my TV for like a solid 10 minutes after that speech came down because it was so real. First of all, he didn't act a godforsaken lick in that scene. No, he spoke the truth, that bro. Dude, <laughs> that dude believed every fucking word that came out of his mouth. And it's because yep. it's truth, and it was yep. hard to listen to. I actually yep. found it difficult to listen to that. Yep. And after that episode, I was like, "Oh my god, this world is going to hell in a handbasket." Let me. And that was, yeah. that was me, say, me at the uh, end of Thirteen Reasons Why. That was me at the end of that. Me, I, like, heard, let me like, say thing. a few a few quick little things before we move on to yeah, the next. Sure. First off, that dude mm-hmm. is uh, got cast for Black Panther, so he's going to be Black Panther. Awesome. Um, oh, nice. Or yeah, I think he's black. Yeah, black uh, Black Panther. Wait, I think that's, that's isn't he guy. already cast? Or, from, or, it's the guy who did uh, or um, Avengers. I'm sorry, uh, he, he, who is he? Uh, he plays uh, Wakobi or whatever his name is. I don't know. Anyway, he's in Black Panther. Um, okay. So he's starting. He's starting to. Um, he's. It's a different dude that plays Black Panther. Um, but he's in the movie and he's supposed to have a, a really big part. Um, whether he is Black Panther or not, uh, but he, the guy's getting getting shine. Adam, you should go and watch. Um, there's two of them. The movie Get Out. He he stars yes. in Get Out. I need to Absolutely see that anyway. Absolutely fucking amazing of a movie. Mm-hmm. Please go watch it. It's a mix between horror, uh, mystery, comedy, to a weird uh, comedy degree. to a, like dark humor. Um, it, it is, and the acting is superb. The guy's amazing. I can't. I I can't. After I saw that episode, I was like, and, I need to see this guy be in more stuff because he, he just smashed it so and hard. I need and more. I can't believe I'm going to say this because the, I, this movie that I'm about to say wasn't good at all. It I shouldn't say it wasn't good at all because it got me thinking, but it wasn't a great movie by any stretch. Um, the Circle. Uh, the Circle uh, okay. starring um, Tom Hanks and uh, What's-Her-Face uh, from Harry Potter. Um you know, Emma Watson, the the feminist chick. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, uh, the Circle, which is basically just about social media. It is like Facebook on crack. And dude, it's all about live streaming and shit. Dude, you have to watch that movie. It's okay. It, it, okay. When it comes out on Netflix, when it comes Adam out on Netflix, watch again. that movie. For somebody that spends a lot of time on the internet and you're constantly entertaining people and all that other stuff. You leave the movie going, whoa, what the fuck? We are literally one or two years max away from, from what this is. 
becoming a reality. Like, it's not even... Is it like the Truman Show type shit? Like, oh, did they go that oh, far? Did they that direction? Uh, like, what are they... No, well... Completely no, other direction, not, I think. It's, it's, it's a halfway direction. I don't want to spoil it for you, but okay, I'm yeah, telling okay, you, dude, yeah, when you watch it, you're going to go, oh... I'm t- you have to watch it when we talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, watch right, it y'all. when it comes, it, and we'll talk about it. YouTube Absolutely. Panic. Because I know okay. probably both of you has never seen this. This no, I, I definitely movie. I've seen it. I've like I, I know I, I, I've, I've, I've heard I've seen of it. a large chunk of it. I had to actually I was at a press screening, but I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, you go go and uh, go and check it out. But anyway, I digress. Oh, yeah, What's next? Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, in uh, what could have been related better to Resident Evil before we moved on to that topic, uh, Uncharted was announced. The movie was announced, uh, and yep. they announced the guy who was playing. Nathan Drake, uh, I guess. Now, uh, there's been a slew of video game movies that have been announced that everybody was excited for, and it seems like Uncharted's got the best... The, the best shot at actually making it to film at this point uh, post you know, World of Warcraft. Uh, so it's good to see that somebody's actually cast now, so that's even better news. We're getting further and further down down the uh the the line so i'm guessing did jeff did you put this this uh this one in okay so so tom holland i know that name but i'm terrible with names and faces i can't put a <laughs> face to the name you probably Spider-Man. don't know honestly yeah you probably don't know him. no he's i know the, the, i know i know the name he's the guy uh who's now playing spider-man yes um, okay yeah yeah that's right oh, he's, he's played yeah, he's he's played he's played in a few things, uh, but he got he's got his big break via Spider Man. Um, I was a little confused by this by this casting, but I understand why they did it. Um, not only is he young um, to play mm-hmm. Nathan Drake, but the good thing about it is is they're actually doing um, a, a, like a prequel. So so they're starting it as a young Nathan Drake who so is learning. Uh, learning about uh, from his mentor or father or something, right, 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 um, right, right and then yeah. they're going to build the character there. Here's a, here's why I think they got um, uh, Tom Holland to play this. Uh, not only does is he young, so he's going to be able to grow with this character. Obviously, this is going to be a franchise, hundred mm-hmm, percent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uncharted. There's so much. I think this is going to be a modern day uh, Indiana Jones uh, type movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna, I think it's going to be a little darker, obviously, much more serious. But I think um, the fact that they got Tom Holland tells you that it's going to be very uh, quippy. It's going to be very uh, smart and fast-paced humor, uh, kind of like not not as not as crazy as say Deadpool, but maybe kind of like a Chris Pratt Star Lord type. Well, that's um, that's what that's what the feel. games are like. That's what the games are yeah. like, right? So yeah. So I uh, so I like that, and also Tom Holland right now his stock is going up, and they probably got him on the cheap. Um, so that's, you know, that's good. They'll be able to keep him there and they don't have to pay some major superstar. Also, he's, he's known enough now and he will be when Spider-Man hits, um, that it'll be enough to bring in people to the theater and he's right, just yeah. a good, he's, he's good. He's a good actor. Um, I like this idea of, of seeing an uncharted, uh, movie. I only played a little bit of the first game, but just judging by how well, uh, the it's games Indiana have Jones. done. In the future, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So, and it's Sony. Uh, Sony, uh, you know, obviously they're they're going to they start well integrating. The yeah, they 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 know what they're doing. It's either a big hit or a miss. But I think if they get the right movie director, um, the right you know writers, although their scripts are already done, um, I think that the movie 
uh, it's got a chance to be really, really good. I'm, I'm excited. So about who? This. So so then let's frame it like that. Who does a good modern Indiana Jones for a director? Who's who's gonna fill that role the best? Uh, I might say JJ because it's it, oh. I could see JJ. I could see JJ like, doing that. If you if you take him out of the whole special effects thing, he does mystery stuff like really well. Like he he was the guy who did Lost. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he could really capture, especially if you take him away from the whole futuristic sci fi thing. I feel like he could do a very compelling, you know, Indiana, Indiana Jones type movie. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm just right now. I'm I'm just on the internet uh, seeing if there's if they're circling a director or if they have recently. Um, if they recently uh, got got one, or um, you guys can keep chatting while I yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could see JJ doing something like that. I think you would have to back him off the special effects button a little bit, but other than that, you know, I think he'd he'd do a good job of it. I agree with that. Um, I feel like um, let me see Nolan, let me see without going without his mind blowing part, he would do well. But he's doing his he's in his mind blowing phase. Where you just everything's yeah, no. gotta be something I don't. I don't epic. think Nolan matches with Uncharted. To be honest with you, I don't think. Uh, I don't well, think, I mean, it's um, no, Nolan's a god, so obviously he's right, gonna yeah. do well. But let's, let's hold up the fun bus here. So it looks Uh-oh. as though they found a director. Okay then. Um, and it's gonna be Sean Levy, who the only movie I know that he has done is uh, that weird uh, museum movies. Night, uh, Night at, at the, the museum. museum? Yeah, don't tell me that's Oh, that, my God, with Ben oh, Stiller. Don't do this. Oh, don't no. do it. That that ruins it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's this dude. He's done the internship. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, this movie's going to be bad. I mean, bad. he directed... I think, I think why he got this is because he directed uh, four of the Stranger Things episodes. And oh, from, from what I'm told... Yeah, from what I'm told, uh, another person from Stranger Things wanted to wanted to direct some big movie. It might even have been this guy. Um, I could be spewing out of my asshole right now, but I think I listened to a podcast where they said this dude tried to get a big budget movie and they they handed this off to him. And I think if he does this well, then he he'll this will be kind of his. So big this break. is a stepping stone movie. This is so he I might think go try this hard is, on it. And I and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost certain that that was the case. And now that I'm now that I'm hearing this, um, the fact that he's done Stranger Things and he's directed four of them, that, uh, that makes me feel a little better. And that's his most recent uh, things yeah. that he's done. Obviously, Stranger he hasn't Things done the, is so good. Oh, it was great. Um, oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. And it was directed so well, and it was focused on characters. So I think that's going to be a good thing for Uncharted. Makes me feel a lot um, better. But obviously, I'm not pumped. I mean, his track record here, besides, I mean, I think probably his most, I mean, he did Real Steel, um, an internship, Ooh, yeah. and Night of the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. I mean, those are his his three big movies. And although the internship so the, and Real Steel he did the weren't sequel horrible, to Night at the Museum. Yeah, I mean, he produced oh. all the other ones. Um, but yeah, although the internship had its moments, it was funny. Uh, Real Steel is probably the better of all those movies, and I think that's mainly just because Hugh Jackman's a god, and whatever he touches is just the carry there. Let's just focus on the fact that he did Stranger Things. Let's just leave it at that. Forget forget about about all the other stuff. 
We're just Let's that's do that. that's in the past. That's Let's in the that. past. The more recent stuff he's done, if he's done four episodes of Stranger Things, I'm I'm okay with that. I think uh, and I think you're right. You know, it's it was, a high, it was a a very character driven show, and so with Uncharted being super character driven itself, um, I think it's a good a good match. Now we don't know we we don't know necessarily how much of a direction they're going to go with you know how actiony it's going to be versus how much of the character driven stuff we're going to get in the movie yet, but. If if you even apply a little bit of that to the movie, then it will be great because the games were were you know very good about their characters. So well, if uh, if it's also a young Nathan Drake, I think it's going to be really character focused. Probably going to be him becoming Nathan Drake sure. as as yeah. the audience knows him to be. Um, so and probably something tragic will happen to his dad or whoever is his whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think it'll be a good opening. So fingers crossed on that. Not over the moon about the director, but the fact that he's done Stranger Things and a studio is going to hand him, you know, probably 150 million dollars makes me feel a little better. Let's let's uh, yeah, let's let's also just be thankful that for a video game movie because this is still a video game movie. Directors mm-hmm. are not exactly easy to come by that aren't you know already <laughs> tied up in some shitty past movies. So this is. This is probably our best shot that we had going in for Uncharted. So, uh, thumbs up uh, for that as well. But yeah, Stranger Things. That the next one's coming out the end of the year, I think, isn't it? October. Yeah, I'll be honest. The second one. I'll be honest. I actually think I actually think Stranger Things is a bit overrated. Um, and and I'm saying that I'm saying that because it's it's overrated, but it's very well done. Really went crazy for that show, and Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it when it first came out, so I got to binge watch it. And I really, really enjoyed it. I really, truly did. I loved the cinematography and the feel. It really felt like I was, I was in that time again. All the continuity was, was well they done. You didn't see, nailed you know, just wanted eighty sci-fi it was, again. It was they perfect. wanted eighty sci-fi, and it was. There's been kind of it, a yeah. it felt, for it. It felt eighty sci-fi. Everything, it really did. yeah, everything has always been like it's become all about for like production effects and like mind blowing things. Yeah. Like these guys went for like old school X file style, old school. And 80s. I like that. Smashed that into the park. And I yeah. think they season well. two will be even better with a yeah. with a bigger budget. And uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to do really well. I, I, this, it was the special the effects that it was the special effects that that held it back for me because when they were there, it really felt like I was watching special effects. And and a mm. lot of the times when they showed the the monster or whatever, it was in the very dark rooms. You could barely see it. Um, and although there was practical effects, you could definitely tell that they were cheating a lot because of budget restrictions, and they didn't know how successful the show was going to be. Obviously, so I think yeah. on season two, we're gonna it's going to be infinitely better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I just I like I j- the just the feel of the movie, uh, not the movie, the show itself was what tied me in so hard. Like I I just loved the they hit the eighties thing so well. The yeah. intro theme and the and the uh, just the the grain effect and everything they they just did so far. Like I watched the for the intro for the first time, I was I was just blown away. I was like, "Holy crap, this feels so 80s!" And so when the, the music, practical effects music. stuff came up, I didn't even I didn't even bat an eye. Right, like it, like it was like yeah. this just feels like an 80s show that I'm watching in the year 20 you know 2016. Uh, yeah. and uh, and it was great, but the music was in- incredible. It almost and, took and you I back, am, right? It almost it took you back. It was like it it's, did. It's, That's why it did so well. 
It's like when I it's like when I watch the movie uh, Stand by Me. Uh, when you when yes. you watch that movie, yeah, yeah. it just takes you there. And when you watch like the Goonies and stuff, no matter when you watch it, you feel as though you're back in that time. In that and time. the Stranger Things, and this show really could have come out that. of that time frame and it would have done fine. Like it, it's yeah. like oh, I'm absolutely, like, you guys nailed the period piece perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this was, is a show that I would love to watch. Awesome. So yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally excited for it. I can't wait to talk about it uh, when more information comes out about it because just Stranger Things is amazing. Uh, gentlemen, it's time to move on to uh, the tech support part of the podcast. So I'm going to get up those questions just so I have a backup copy myself. And uh, I'm guessing you guys have something chosen. I don't, but uh, I'm looking uh, now. I'm already ready. Oh, there you go. Um, there it's you actually go. a really got, good segue. It. Really good segue to what we're talking about right now. Uh, oh, real! I think I know which one you're talking about because I think I read some of these oh, yeah. questions earlier. So, so hit me. What do you got? So this question is coming from uh, Sam Ostrin. He is one of our current ten dollar pledges. So mm, thank you for thank that, you, Sam. Sam. He's getting that pin. His oh yeah. His uh his question is: If you had to choose between watching only movies. Or only TV for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Oh. Movies. Done. Oh. Really? I'm I'm quick. Does Netflix why, does Netflix why originals why that are that are limited that are limited in in episodic nature count as TV? That counts as TV to me. Yeah, it's TV. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, you go ahead and explain, Adam, because I'm gonna look for a question and then I'll tell yeah, you why I'm choosing uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm gonna go with, uh, with the 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 new age TV, you know, style, right? Where new age. When I say new age, I mean on demand, released all at once per season. Um, it usually only lasts a, a finite number of seasons. It's not like some sort of crazy ten season run. Well, effectively, content uh, format. Yes, it's just an extended an extended format. Um I, I like I like that a lot because it for me it hits on it hits on the uh the budgetary allowance of a movie while allowing for the the story and character development of a TV show. So, uh I'm feel like you're cheating. I'm going to go I'm going to go for for that. That's well, I mean that's TV now. Even even on TV yeah. TV was like what's HBO? Fucking every time you watch Game of Thrones it's it's an hour long and it's basically a theatrical release for God's sake. Like that's just TV now. It's where everything is going. So, uh I, I don't I feel like that's just I kind mean, of where, where we're at. I mean very few shows, very few shows can do what Game of sure, Thrones. But that's, I mean Game of but Thrones what, has like a million like millions of dollars for a set piece. I mean that's yes, like of course. uh yeah. That's a, but that's even Netflix, even Netflix shows yeah. are, are forty five minutes to oh, to good. an hour at a, at a pop, oh, yeah. right? For a lot of them. So I mean, I think I think that's you know if if I can, if I can choose that, if I'm going to choose prime time television where I'm going to watch fucking Coronation Street, no, fuck that. I don't want to see that shit. But if I can if I can choose Netflix style programming, uh, not just so I can watch movies on demand, but the just Netflix original type stuff for. For uh, short and long form uh, TV type format, then yeah, I'll I'll go with that for those reasons. What about you, Panic? Um, I'm a, I'm gonna go with TV. As much as I love like movie style, like Big Bang, I, I I need the storytelling, I need the depth, and you just can't get that in a movie unless you have tons of movies coming out, which you don't. <laughs> mm, I appreciate that. Um, I'm definitely the I like movie character guy. depth. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the movie guy. Um, That's fair. There, there's, there's multiple reasons. Um, number one, I love, love, love the movie experience. I love getting in my car, going on my app, finding the show times, going to the theater, standing in line, getting my popcorn, <laughs> grabbing my Coke Zero, heading to the theater, sitting down in the middle of the theater, in the middle row, watching the previews, getting excited for what's coming, being in a big dark room with loud ass sound and escaping from my life, being out of this house, whether it be alone in the movie theater or with my wife or with a friend, I love the experience. Even if I go and see a bad movie, I at least got to have a movie experience, and that you just cannot get in your house. Listen, I've got a fucking $6,000 TV. I've got great theater chairs in there. I've got a bar in behind my chairs. I've got the ultimate man cave, and I would much you gotta rather wear pants go... while watching movies in a theater, Jeff. Well, yeah, but I would, I would much <laughs> rather be in the movie theater. Now, don't get me wrong. I love being in Adam there and there's a I'm time and place for that, mm. right? But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to say how much more I would rather. And this is this is, you know, this is life or death, dude. This if somebody told me, Jeff, you got to either eat chicken for the rest of your life or okay. eat watermelon, salmon, salmon. <laughs> now, don't get that racist. All right? That right there is an easier, uh, you know, that's easy. Obviously, I'm taking chicken. I'm going to, you know, it's kind of a bad thing because I'm black. <laughs> You're not a But vegan. that's not because, because I love chicken. If somebody legitimately had a gun to my head and said, motherfucker, TV or movies, bitch, for the rest of your life, and they meant it, that shit is like, that. that's almost as, that's almost like Kayla saying, Jeff, when are we having kids? It's that important because movies <laughs> are my or it is my like believe it or not man people think video games is my escape no i mean it's it it was before it was my job but movies is where i go to forget my life and although my life is awesome i like to be transported to a different place in time um whether that be in a star in a far far galaxy away in a or or whatever listen there are infinitely better movies out there than there are tv shows and I know that there are great shows, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, um, even Lost to it too. I know I keep coming back to that. I just really liked Lost. Um, you know, uh, it goes on. And like Adam said, Netflix, HBO, these shows are becoming better and better and better. And there's going to become a point in time where even going to the movie theater uh, won't even be an option for some people. They're going to get a great, great enough content at home. And or movie theater um, films are going to be on demand the same time uh, as they get released in movie theaters. It's just going to be a matter of time. Um, and then people like Adam that enjoy a good movie, he's not a movie guy. So, I mean, it's easier for him to sit down and enjoy a show that he can get invested in and watch with his girlfriend or whatever and just, you know, relax in the comfort of his home because he's a homebody and that's what he, you know, that's what he enjoys. Like many, many people. But for somebody like me, it's definitely the movies. I love just everything about it. And there's just so much more variety. And to think that I could never see another Star Wars film and movie and a movie theater or never <laughs> go to another, um, you know, Marvel movie. 
Uh, although we do have a cinematic universe for uh, you know hitting TV and and stuff like that, uh, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Uh, and even if I had a theater, even if I could go to the theater and watch TV shows, I would still pick movies over TV shows, uh, just because. Uh, move, there's something about going to see an hour and a half, two hour film, going to see, uh, you know, a three hour, um, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what's his face that makes a, a long movies all the time. Um, uh, Scorsese, uh, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there's oh something about going and seeing these, these films that are just beat TV shows for me, but I agree. It's a tough one. It's not that tough for me, but I love TV shows. So, you know, it would be a terrible terrible thing to have to choose i'd have to go movies i mean can you come on you guys never you guys are gonna never gonna watch another star wars movie i would i would take Uh, tv uh, over that i would i would take my my, 13 hour binge of something you're gonna watch 13 ways to commit suicide over over oh not that specific one most netflix series are 13 episodes i know i could i I could just watch i could could just watch you know uh like a full uh, marathon of stranger things versus a single star wars movie I could I could do that or like, but it's you, not you a know, single Star Wars movie. You're getting a whole franchise. I mean, yeah, yeah, every three movies. years for the it rest of your in, life, it just comes in spurts, and then it's like, all right, I got to wait another twenty years, thirty years before the next oh, spurt. Not anymore. Star Wars movie. Not anymore. Star Wars well, comes no, out every now two we're years. Them. Yeah, you know? and then there's a spinoff. There's a spinoff. So really, we're getting Star Wars every year. To think I could never go to the second Avatar in theaters. I mean, wow. You know, and that's an experience. That you just can't yeah. get at home, so it's a tough. I just, I just a, always there's the like when yeah. So when I think about it, and all I panic eventually get to his, you know, at some point or other. Uh, the uh, my answer the way already. I looked, yeah, right. Well, you could add more. Uh, the the way I looked at it was, um, uh, I I attach. I have more. I have more TV shows, for example, that and obviously I haven't seen as many movies as Jeff or somebody that's more of a movie guy. I mean, I've obviously watched my fair share of movies, but there are more TV shows that I yeah that I watched and attached myself to, um, like an like an emotion to than a than a movie. Movies tend to be what Jeff is saying, an experience. In a, in a small like, kind of encapsulated thing in this two-hour to three-hour window or whatever, uh, and you get that experience, um, I just get so much more in- invested, um, you know, in TV shows because it's a little bit longer running. And I, like, there are some movies where I attach a lot of emotion to, uh, um, but the TV shows just seem to always I get, get that, me man. way more. I can't argue. I can't argue it because I agree with everything you're, you're saying. A robot, I just Adam. can't. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also, I, you just I don't see robot, that many movies, yeah. so you just, you know, if you saw as many movies as I did, I don't know, maybe, maybe you would even think, you know, more, even more strongly about, I used uh, to watch so uh, many movies, TV. I just don't do it anymore. Like, I used to be yeah. just like, maybe it's because you can't really rent them anymore and you gotta go out of your, <laughs> your way to yes. friggin', you know, go, either go to the theater or buy them or wait until they're on Netflix. Like, but, I used to love you know renting what, movies. And, 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 and that's the thing, Adam, and I want you to think about that for a second, because, yeah. Renting movies is very similar to going to the movie theater. Going to rent a movie was an event. It was an experience. How, oh, how no, long? Absolutely. 
Oh, Did yeah. you sit yeah, yeah, in yeah, Blockbuster yeah. looking and at all the V, v, the v uh, uh, Absolutely. V, uh, what are they oh, called? The fucking VHSs. The there you go. That's how <laughs> yeah. fuck the VHS, you know, or the DVDs or even Blu-rays for a short period of time. Like going there, like I used to spend yeah, sure. an hour, hour and a half in that bitch. Yeah, looking for one. Just yeah. looking oh, for movies. You know, how many times have we gone over we to, uh, 15 to minutes Travis's to pick mom's the movie. place? Uh, where, where Travis and Mum was working, movies. where they had all those uh, movies, and we would go there for like yeah, two yeah. hours and just look at movies because it was an experience. Yeah. And I feel the same way about going to the movie theater. It's that experience. Mm. It's not just the film. It's the leading up. That's the fun part. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, all right. I am going to get to my question. And uh, the reason why I'm picking this is because um, not only do I want to say my piece about it, and I'm sure you guys oh, will too. Mm. Uh, but also, like three people asked this question, so I'm kind of hitting okay. uh, two birds with one stone here, or three, maybe even, even three, three birds, birds with once. one stone. Um, the first person to ask this question is uh, Shad Dad, who's a, a ten dollars supporter. Um, oh and then there was another one who is Duke, uh, who is also a ten dollars supporter. And I do believe there's a third one in there somewhere. If you did ask. Uh, Thank you, uh, other third person. Um, his question is, I'll just pick the first one here. How do you guys feel about spinners? Um, I'm pissed off about them because Panic definitely I've has actually, one. I know Panic. No, no, I've, I've had one for three years now. I've had one for three years now. Like My fidget spinner is three years old and it sits on my desk at work. And I Adam's actually gone. use it for a legitimate purpose. Adam's but gone. I knew, I knew Panic, like I knew panic was the type of guy that was going to own one of these motherfuckers. I Dude, knew it. He's I have probably got toys. one sitting right beside him right now. He's probably got one sitting um, I don't have. I have a fidget cube, but I don't have it here. It's sitting oh on my, my kitchen Jesus. table. Jesus. Um, the fidget Jesus. cube I bought recently, but I've had a fidget spinner for about three years now. And I, it wasn't even called it? a fidget spinner back then. I use it at work all the time, man. Like It's, it's my conference call go-to. Um, because the problem is on conference calls, like if I'm holding a pen, like I just start like, Literally just going back and forth with the time. Like anything oh, I have on my desk, I'll just start like going and fidgeting. Or if I don't have it, like my leg will start going. And like the problem with our desks at work is my leg is literally like an inch. So as I'm doing it, I'm hitting the table. And Panic is sounding like, like a guy something. that loves marijuana, bro. He sounds like one of those marijuana dudes oh, no. coming no, up I'm, with I'm every just, motherfucking I'm reason so, why like, spinners are so I just awesome, bro. Oh, I'm not oh, saying know, they're awesome. Uh, I'm really pissed you know, off. I'm poking that's like fun a huge at you right now because I can panic. I'm poking fun yeah. at you right now because I can. Everyone's got them now, I and I'm like, heard, now this is not I legit. Have legitimately heard every single goddamn excuse on why somebody <laughs> wants a spinner. Oh, I fidget. Oh, I have ADHD. Oh, I can't oh, I don't have fucking that. think I don't have straight. That. Oh, far. my asshole bleeds. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom and piss ten times a day, and this makes it so my bladder doesn't feel like it's gonna explode. Oh, oh I, I fucking. Oh, I watch Netflix all day, and I just want to spin something. Oh my god, I've heard every excuse in a motherfucking book, and here is here's the reason why I'm hating on on spinners. They're because pogs. they're everywhere, and I fucking hate it. It's a gimmick. It's like it's it's Pokemon Go on crack right now. I pods, ev- dude, the snap bracelets. And I think the, the worst part about it, what really pisses me off and why I see it so much, is I, I, I hust some retro video games and I have to post stuff on the internet. And there are so many fuck boys and fuck girls out there that are going and going on some Chinese website 
and buying 500 of these fucking things oh that they paid God. 50 cents uh, on the piece for and selling it for 10 to $15 a pop. And what makes me even more salty is that there's 200 people that are messaging saying, hold six of them for me. Yo, get one for my grandmother. Yeah, yeah, I'll grab one for you. Tagging their friends in the shit. I mean, I listen, if you guys are enjoying them and you're having fun spinning. Three years ago. It doesn't if even I look see like a single person spinners. spinning one of those things around me, I'm smacking it out of their hand <laughs> and I'm just walking away because they're just annoying to look at. And I wouldn't be such a hater if they weren't everywhere and shoved down. Every, I've seen so I've oh seen spinners God. for everything. The only cool thing I've ever seen was the thing that Adam post where someone had a picture of Sonic and they spin the thing and it looked like his feet were moving or spinning around in circles really quickly. That's the only cool thing I've ever seen before. I digress. I think they're stupid. Yeah, uh, and whoever came up with them is very rich, and they and probably they got a patent on honestly, that. Honestly, I they doubt they patented that thing. Guaranteed, they didn't. Oh my god! Can you imagine if you have a patent on that right now? You are so fucking rich. Oh, you'd be filthy rich. Oh, but I bet you, I bet fad, you, dude. I bet oh, you it doesn't my. exist though. I'm not, like. I don't even think you can patent it. I bet you they block you on it. You could get a patent on a very specific design of it, but I mean, it's not very hard to get around a patent for a spinner. So it's literally know. a ball bearing. Like um, the one I have. Yeah, it's a fucking I'm, ball bearing. Yeah, the one can I have is pretty much this made? one. Can we get custom <laughs> spinners made? Of course we can. If we hit the five thousand dollar mark on motherfucking Patreon, can we get some limited edition technical uh, office spinners? Can that happen? Because sure, that's the only that's the Look, only type of spinner that I would seem that I would deem r- respectable. Look, all right this <laughs> this is this is like the, Adam, how I, do you okay, feel about spinning? I, this do is you this spin? is uh, how oh yeah I sit and spin all the time. People tell me it's a great experience. I should try it more often. Uh, no, the spinner thing, I, I agree, has gotten a little out of hand, and it's and it's too nuts. They were. They were honest to goodness. They're, you know, spinners aren't the first thing that were invented for the purpose of people that that have busy hands yeah. or or their their nervous energy or they, honest to God, do have ADHD. Even though it's one of yep. the most overdiagnosed things on the face of the fucking planet. Oh yeah. Um. Yep. Everybody says they have ADHD, and I was like, oh, I just got ADHD. It's almost like it's cool. The- it's like, yeah, you got yeah, ADHD. Like, yeah, I got you, ADHD. Man, you got you, ADHD. Yeah. Oh, okay, I can stop moving. Oh, oh, you. We can share Adderall. Uh, so, you know, (laughs) I got ADHD and I'm proud of it. It's almost like someone going, yeah, I've got a fucking, I'm missing a chromosome. You're missing a chromosome. (laughs) We're all missing chromosomes. It is a little silly. It is a little silly, but like, so, so they, they were obviously there's other things, you know, they, they, a long time ago, they would have had easy there, Trump. (laughs) You're doing like the Trump (laughs) shit. Uh, the, uh, the Trump shit is you like spinners, Coke. Uh, they, they used to be called do nothings. And I I actually, I have, I have one. Yeah, they're called do nothings, and they, uh, I have one uh, that Dad made me based on a design my grandfather, uh, his dad made, where it's literally a block of wood that has a uh, uh, just uh, four channels in it, and a and a kind of a gear in the middle and a handle, and it just pushes things out of the channels on all sides. It just spins, and it literally it does nothing. That's the whole joke: is it just fucking does nothing. But it it's just something to keep you busy. It's like people that whittled friggin' sticks to sitting down, not, you know, they just needed to get and do something. Um, so spinners are like just the, the friggin' new age version of, uh, oh, yeah. of that that you can stick in your pocket. And now, again, to be fair, there are people 
that this, you know, gets rid of their need to do things like bounce their knees or tap their foot or, uh, or you know, take a pen and constantly be doing, you know, yeah, the, not everybody is trying to be an Asian and do like sick pen tricks in class because you're Asian, you can do it. But, you know, some people honestly just feel the need to do that kind of stuff, the, the nervous energy. Uh, and so it's, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a legitimate way for for people to uh, you know to get that energy out of their system. But unfortunately, now, like you said, it's gone every, it's absolutely everywhere, fast, and people are starting to come up with a thousand and one reasons for it. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. you know to, to to have it, and and you know it's whatever you want to go and spend fifteen dollars on a freaking sure, ball sure. bearing. You go sure. spend fifteen dollars on a ball bearing. I ain't got nothing on I, you. I, just, I was walking, just like was, veganism I, I, and fucking like third wave feminism sure. and yeah, all that shit. I don't. I don't I got care to hear about three it. Three years ago for six bucks, and it was hilarious because I was walking in the mall today, and they actually opened like a fidget spinner kiosk. And I saw a kid literally twirling like four of them while we were eating lunch. And I look at it and I see my exact spinner on there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought that for six bucks. I asked how much it costs. Like, yeah, that'll be 25 bucks. I'm like, you know, yeah. do you want to know? <laughs> like, the, that's the, the stupidest I, thing ever. I can't even imagine. But I'm thinking the, the, the people that hate the spinners the most, anybody in the world. And I, I, I don't know because I haven't talked to any of these people, but I'm sure it is absolutely the worst thing since cell phones. Teachers. Being in school. Oh, teachers, no. can you imagine the amount oh, of fucking looking, spinners? Looking, the looking out of the classroom and everybody's fucking... Oh, sp- LED oh. And, and, you know, and then you've got these stupid little shit kids that are like, well, I need this because I have ADHD, you know, or... or yeah. Or my my mom That'll said really I can annoying. use this, you know. I, I you know I'm I'm biting my pen too much, or you know whatever. Can you imagine being a teacher right now, and how many spinners are in fucking a class? How many of them are dropping on the floor? How many spinners do you think that? How many, how many of them are just? Do you think teacher oh, has in their desk drawer now? I would. Oh, how many oh, spinners do you think could they open up a shop? You could open up a shop, a spinner shop, bro. <laughs> Now, thank thankfully, with cell phones, teachers are having a, a you know a hard time getting the the right to be able to take cell phones from students for the the duration of the class because parents go, well, I gave yeah. it to my kid in case there is an emergency. And you can't take the cell cell phone off my kid in case you beat him with a with a fucking meter stick, yeah. like, or somebody the, comes you know, into school and tries to shoot it up or something. Right? Parents yeah, are, get, exactly. are like They're you know crazy with stuff like that. As, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and rightfully you know, so. I mean, I mean, it happened know, a lot. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I, yeah, but I, I give a shit. I know like, what you're saying. Look, I know what you're my, saying. If a teacher, if I, teacher, if I had kids, if I had kids and my teacher said, hey, can I take your, your kid's cell phone? I'd say one of two things. First of all, they don't have a cell phone, so don't worry about it. But if it did have a, if it did have a cell phone or they had a cell phone, absolutely. Strip that off of them as soon as they enter the classroom. They don't need you it. Know, you want to know what's fucked up, bro? And this is just a little thing I'm going to add on the end. My sure. godson, who I do believe now is t- turning like two? Two, I think he's turning two in December. I, I want to say it's two. This motherfucker, all right, listen to this. I went over to their place the other day just to visit. And, you know, before he he hated me, right? It was like he didn't he didn't he didn't see me very often. I see him a lot more. <laughs> Obviously, I'm different color than he is. And he goes he goes to daycare and stuff. So I, there's like a couple of black kids that are there. So I think he's just getting used to, you know, darker <laughs> people. But now, now he loves me. Like he loves coming here. He 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 runs around. He loves my game room. I'm showing him all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, one day I'm going to give you all kinds of cool shit. And uh, and so I'm over their house, and he's on his iPad, right? And 
literally he has a fucking iPad. All right. So not only is that stupid, but the kid has an iPad and he's on YouTube. Okay. And he's, and he's just, he's watching videos and he's clicking on videos, but listen to this, Adam. And this is the reason why we ain't getting paid and all, and all this other shit. Okay. This, this motherfucker puts on a, he, and he never watches a full video. He'll, he'll start like a, a kid song It'll be 20 seconds in. He'll click on another one. And yeah. when the, the video doesn't pop up, he spams the bottom right corner where where the where you can skip the ad. And he waits the four seconds. And then he skips the ad on the fifth second so he can watch the video. This kid is already, I swear to God, he's already skipping ads, bro. They're <laughs> already <laughs> desensitized from skipping ads. The kid is not even two years old. And he's skipping it. He knows how to do it. I, I, I'm looking at him going, what the fuck? How? And every time he puts on a new video, he's tapping the fucking bottom right. And even even if the 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 uh, the video hasn't hasn't started or there is no ad, he's still clicking it because he's waiting for it to skip. It's crazy, oh, dude. I'm, it's gonna be like, like it's gonna be like twenty years kid, from now. Oh my Jeff's god! Just gonna be like, I was gonna give you this entire shelf of games, but I remember when you were two years old, how you ripped me off of all of that ad revenue, yes. skipping <laughs> the skip ad button. So now Dude, this the shelf stays right here. Like it's crazy. It's crazy to think that a kid that young not only is on an iPad yeah, yeah. and using it, like fucking yeah. scrolling over and shit, like actually using an iPad, but is, on tech is, way is smart now. enough and sophisticated enough at that age. To be skipping ads and knowing where they're going to pop up and how long they take to pop up, that is just bizarre. It's bizarre. And to see it firsthand, you're just going, what the fuck? I know. I, I agree with Panic. Kids are on that shit way too early now. It's crazy. Way they're not too developing early. Their my kids they're not developing their, my, they're not developing no, my critical thinking me, skills. They're not doing so many different things. Yeah, they're going like, to hate me, bro. I, oh, I'm sitting them no, down with yeah. a bucket of Legos. Yeah, like not not even like a set of Legos, like the bucket where it's just got random pieces and you yeah, build just random luck. shit. And and what the problem like is 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 a lot of parents just don't want to deal with their kids, so they give yeah. them this technology as a way of parenting. And I and I don't mean and I'm taking I'm sure there's ton tons of people that are listening to like, dude, my fucking kids got iPads and shit, and we're perfectly happy. This isn't a shot at you at all. I mean, everybody raises no, their children personal however they however they want. There, I this is not a yeah. shot. I mean, I mean, my god, my godson is using iPads on the regular, um, and I don't like go to I don't go to his parents and be like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, that they're the parents and they're great parents. But I, it, it's 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 crazy to me to to to, to fathom that my kid even before like the age five would be using technology the way that some of these kids are using already. And it's not because, you know, you can make the argument that, I know this is a total tangent, but I know you it can make the anymore. argument, yeah, uh, that, that hey, you know, Jeff, the times have changed. You know, when, when this kid is going to be 20, you know, we're going to be, the technology we use is going to be obsolete and it's it's just a, you know, it's a progression. Like we were using like fucking Pog and 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 all this other stuff. They're using iPads, and and I get that. I'm not saying that you can't use technology, but as as like a new parent, the first thing you're it's giving your kids are screens and 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 headphones and and all these things that are just going to melt their brain. Uh, it, it's it's just it's scary. It's 
I don't know. Maybe I'm the only world without technology. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that way. You know, I I like to think of it both sides. I think it's great that kids are learning technology much earlier than we are, and I think that's a, a necessity. I mean, the whole world is changing in terms of jobs and probably even schooling, and and everything is going to be. It's what all they're doing screen. with the technology. It's exactly. it's the amount. Yeah. Right now, a lot of these these kids are just consuming media in various forms. Yeah. They're not. It's. I don't have anything against you know. Obviously, technology is ubiquitous, and they're gonna they're gonna have to use it throughout their entire life and more advanced forms than we're ever gonna be doing. We're gonna be the old guy not knowing how to reprogram the VCR. Like that shit's gonna eventually happen. <laughs> so you know, yeah, that's that's just kind of the way it is. So it's not it's not the technology specifically, in my opinion. It's it's what they're doing with it. So it's the yeah. it's the constant media consumption. They're already in the getting, amount if, of it. If you're yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're already getting bombarded with advertisements before you're three years old and you already know how to skip the damn thing, that's kind of fucked that's, up, to be completely honest with you. That's uh, really messed and, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you're using technology in, 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 uh, in educational purposes, just like when we were kids... Where That's we're great. putting fucking square blocks, square yeah. blocks into round holes, and you know, yeah, trying to do yeah, that yeah. shit. You know, yeah. if, if you're doing that, or if it's reading related, or or uh, or even just anything like that, there's so many, there's so many, you know, educational tools that are technology, you know, technologically driven. That's that's fine, whatever. But so many parents now are are, and I'm not saying this is the case with your godson, obviously. No, but, no, and he plays a lot of physical stuff. Like he has yeah, all those exactly. things. And this but is just like, I'm just telling a funny little story. Like he's yeah, not yeah, on yeah, a exactly. fucking iPad all yeah, no, the time. No, 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 he's no, usually no. playing with trucks and shit. But you know what I mean? The, just to see the, that. Right. Just to see it. Yeah. But the, yeah. there's a lot of parents now. I mean, I think it's 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 pretty universally known that that not everybody should be a parent and it, and parents, you know, it might be it might be questionable, in my opinion, that having children is a right. Might be a little questionable, but there, there's <laughs> yeah. some people out there. That's a whole uh, other topic for kids. another podcast. They they have kids and they 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 uh they get uh they get infatuated with the idea of having children uh, and they and they they love the idea of having children and then they have children and they went oh fuck wait we no we actually we just like that the other people that we know have children and we like seeing them for like two hours at a time and then not seeing the other twenty two hours of the day that some parents feel like is actually more like twenty six hours uh because of the length of time their children are constantly keeping them up and they have to do things for. They sit them in front of these things and just walk away. Like, yep. oh, what's that? You're having a, a like a little whiny moment. Here's your iPad. Turn on like a TV show or a game and walk away and then go watch their own Netflix shows on TV. Like that's that's a lot of parents. That is literally what parenting is. It's put the screen in front of the kid, let the screen do all yeah. the work, walk the fuck away, and go yeah. and do your other, you know, live you your life the, type shut shit. Shut the baby up. Shut the baby up yeah. with technology. Just anything and you to know do, what? just fucking shut them up. I 100% agree with you. I think it's phenomenal that kids, even as young as my godson, that knows how to use uh, iPads. And the fact that he's he's... He's watching like the content he was watching was like educational stuff, you know, like little kitty singing yeah, yeah, along yeah, songs and it's all educational. It's great. But uh, I think that in moderation, I even even if you're doing those sort of things, I think uh, having having a time like say, you know, you don't have to be super strict and be like you only get one hour iPad. But I'm saying uh, if that is your main source, it, it, it's scary and just 
what really stemmed that is seeing him skip those ads the way that I would skip an ad and just yeah, going, yeah. I don't want to, you know, get me out of here. Get and the, the seeing a kid that can't even talk right. Like do that. You're going, oh whoa, shit. Not only is that kind of creepy to think of yeah. and it's just the reality, but on top of that, how bad do we feel for the advertisers that now got to figure out a way that when this kid is like 15, how are you going to market to this kid? It is going to be so desensitized in every way, shape or form. The type of marketing that's going to have to happen uh, 15 years from now is going to have to be so much more direct that it, 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 it almost like it shit have to show up at your front door for you to pay attention to it. Yeah, I we um, talk about advertising as a topic as well and for a full podcast yeah, oh, yeah. for how creepy it's yeah, getting. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah, I imagine. But yeah. the anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, just just with you know, I was gonna add one one other thing to add add to that. You you mentioned you know the the kids that that are like that now, uh, and even some of the generation that we've got that are now hitting their their teens and stuff as 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 we speak. Um, socially, these kids are a mess. Like a legitimate mess. Oh yeah. Um, that you know, it, it was a problem when when television became a thing. Um, where you know, there's always been something that tied up a small section of the of of you know uh, that age group, uh, the developmental you know years in in elementary school and junior high into high school. Uh, where people would find a way to avoid social gatherings if they were not that type of person. Oh but now God. it's like everybody is doing it because it's just all media stuff and it's all in front of them all the time and interaction is like impossible. And so uh, like when I did the summer camps, even I saw this with our youth leaders that were between the ages of 13 and, and, uh, and, and 16. And they trying to have just a fucking conversation, simple Look, yeah. they had to look at you for more than two seconds at a time. It was all for most of them, not all of them, because there's some people too that are still totally still adjusted of course, individuals. Yeah. But yeah. the majority would not be able to look you in the eye and have a conversation oh, yeah. with you for more than three minutes at a time before they were getting real antsy and they didn't know how to you know sit or react or anything. And this was just a casual environment. This was like at an event that we would throw on for has- the youth leaders. That's happened in interviews that I've had with like professional people who are, you know, somewhat younger on the professional spectrum where they can't focus on a question I've asked for more than a minute or two before they start like digressing or getting confused. And And it doesn't make them stupid. You know, a lot of those people are actually very intelligent, but they're extremely high functioning. They're, yeah, they're They're extremely high functioning, but they just can't, they can't, they can't, they they, they can't can't sit down to do critical thinking. Exactly. But and they're like highly intelligent in certain areas and, and you you know, they're unstoppable. Yep. But the moment you put them in a social situation, it's just like they don't know what to do because the, the majority of their life was spent in front of a computer screen. It's, it's almost yep. like when somebody calls your cell phone, you're going, what, dude, why the fuck are you calling me? Like, why don't you just text me? As it's like, you know, that, it that's that's the, the world we live in. It's kind of like having a dog. You have to socialize a dog so that it can play well with others. But we haven't been socializing humans. <laughs> So they don't play well with others. Yep. And yeah, I mean, there's it's, there's it's, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I go to conventions, like nerd conventions, yeah, 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 yeah. and and it's it's that everywhere. And that's cool because I'm a nerd myself. It just you know I'm outspoken and I and I entertain and and talk for a living. So for me, it's nothing. But I see I meet a lot of fans that they come and meet me, and you know they almost don't they almost don't know what to say or to do. 
Um, you know, it can be awkward and, and that's fine. And, and then, Hey, I, that doesn't bug me at all for me, but I can tell that they're, they're just so uncomfortable and I will just want them to be comfortable around me. I'm like, dude, like, you know, I'm just, I'm like you, I'm just super chill. Like, you know, it is what it is. But when you go to these conventions and things, it's mainly because all of us that are there, we're all nerds and we all spend time in front of the computer and the majority of the the socializing that we do is via through knowing somebody by username. And yep. I, I'm even the same way. Like it, it I, I find myself in situations where I'm talking to people in person and and it doesn't feel as natural as being able to talk behind a keyboard because I can do I, I can do pretty much everything I I want to get off my chest through text and it isn't as awkward. I don't have to see your auto reaction. I don't have to um, give an answer right away. If somebody asks me something direct and I'm uncomfortable or I have to think about it, if People I'm just sitting the there and I'm thinking about it, it's awkward and they know that I'm thinking about it. If they hit me up on, on Facebook or something and I need time or whatever, they can't see that. Maybe they can sense it like, <laughs> oh, this motherfucker just stopped talking to me for five minutes. What the hell? But it's that sort of thing, right? And yeah. Yeah, it's 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 scary, man. It's scary, but it's I've actually gone the opposite way. Like I'm like trying like and again, you guys call me panic all the time. I'm actually like trying to migrate it so that people are going back to like calling me to being because it gets confusing because there was a period of time where more people in my life would call me panic panic than would call me to being. And it got very confusing. I'm just like, it's really awkward at times that I was at one of my jobs um, and a guy literally yelled out. Oh shit! Your panic switched across the floor, and this is in my professional day job, like sitting at a desk on an open floor, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, no, I got to do something about this. Like, this won't fly." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. No, I think you know. There's an an, an, an oft used argument for this is every generation thinks the generation that's coming after it is fucked. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my right? lawn. That's so to true. Get, you know, it's you get old and you're like, oh no, the young kids are fucked up. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not. I don't. I don't think any of us are saying that the next generation is going to completely be unable to do in, anything in life. Oh, they'll but be smarter here's than us mine. by far. Well, it, that's just <laughs> what <debatable>. happens. <laughs> Everything. Well, no, I. I, I, I agree. Think it will yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. be. Oh, yeah, they'll be smarter, it's, but they won't be wiser. They'll be smarter, but it will be in more hyper-specific things. General yeah. knowledge is going to become less, less and less common because everybody's hit with so much information on a daily basis. The amount of information that you, that you have to cram into your head, uh, yeah. you know, waking yeah. moment to waking moment. We're already seeing yeah. it be a problem with kids right now where the amount of education they're getting in school right now is it has to be accelerated so much. Uh, to the point where kids yeah. are just having a hard time literally being able yeah. to keep up with well, the becomes, curriculum. It becomes selective, right? People just kind of yeah. latch on to what, what it overload. is. That, yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm listening to absolutely nothing but this one thing. Yeah. Which means, yeah. which which means, eventually, school is is likely in a some weird perfect world. You're going to, you know, uh, earlier on in life, you know, go down a path and say, I like this. I'm going to go this mm-hmm. way because there's going to be so mm-hmm. much information for the general curriculum. It'll be like the Hunger Games, right? Where they give it you is, a district it is, and you're it, like, yeah, like, you're going to be a uh, farmer. You're going to be a tech so, guy. There's so much to know, right? So, yeah. the, <laughs> But here's here's my argument for the whole, you know, every generation's fuck whatever. We're talking about this whole technology and getting it in kids' hands too early and people can't have social interactions anymore. Um, here, Here's the thing. 
it doesn't matter if it's if it's this year or 1950 or 2050 at the end of the day you are always going to have to have social interaction with people period and most of what you're going to be successful at in life is going to be because of social interaction and it won't be through an email or a text or whatever other weird form of communication happens in the next 50 years yeah. and so there is always going to be a uh, a need to be adjusted enough to be able to hold yourself in a social setting with other people. It's not like the world's getting any fucking bigger, right? That we just keep popping babies out left, right, and center. There's less and less room everywhere. Canada's pretty lucky uh, because there's a lot of space for a lot of people. But if you go everywhere else, you are shoulder to shoulder with damn near 56 other people at all times. Uh, panic would know this back, you know, back home where his parents would be, would be originally come in from at this point, Bangladesh, right? I'm not crazy when I say that, right? There's a pretty high proportion of people in Bangladesh. It's not exactly one One person per square. What? One of the funny thing, I'm going to say this because it's going to, it's probably, Jeff is going to laugh at this, but, um, I actually had, um, at my grandfather's house, um, he had a bunch of people working for him, and they asked me when I was visiting because, again, they don't like Bangladesh is very homogenous, and they were just like, "So, sir, on TV we see people with like different color eyes and hair, right? Like, <laughs> is is that is that really does that really happen? Like, is there like red hair and like uh, <laughs> I stopped, and I was just like, that is such a strange. And then I realized I'm like, no, seriously. Everyone in Bangladesh is like yeah. brown eyed, black haired. Like there is like no other. There's really no other hair colors. Like mm-hmm. everyone looks unless you're like an albino and you're just like yeah. walking amongst. And it's crowd, like different like, color Ooh. skin tones. So like you see some like through the missionaries and stuff. But like one of them actually asked me, and I was just like, wow. Like it yep. was like a black. It was like a complete mind fuck at the time. It's like, but it's reaching you know what? everywhere, right? Um, I'm like, I can't blame him for asking that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't. That's just the way the way it is in a lot of places in the world still. So, but but regardless, uh, you know, and people might argue that at some point, I, I the odds that I mean, humanity is going to blow itself off the face of the planet before human interaction is going to be completely nullified because unless unless some weird science fiction thing happens where the entire population gets reduced from some massive plague or we just literally blow ourselves up and then all of a sudden there's only one person, you know, per square kilometer, uh, then, yeah, you're going to bump shoulder to shoulder with people. You're going to have to interact with people. Uh, and it's it's just... That's just fucking life. Yep. It's the way it is. Uh, and and maybe, you know, maybe somebody's going to say, like I said, that that's not going to happen. Uh, but even in far-flung futures the odds of that not being let's the case, go to mars boys not great not well, great i mean I, think I, about I, you know think sorry sorry jeff but think about what no, no, panic no. just said let's say that you do that we do get to a point where we're off-worlding somewhere else you might not have to do it here on earth but you bet your fucking you ass if we send you and oh, a yeah. thousand or two thousand other people to go populate another friggin' place you're gonna be getting real fucking cozy with those other nine hundred and ninety-nine people. So oh, yeah. just send Twitch streamers. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Well, I put us on a tangent <laughs> there. I'm sorry, guys. I just thought the whole skipping of the ad thing was was just super cool. Ah, uh, no, it's whatever. It gave us something else yeah. to talk about. It was it was it was fun to uh, to talk about that. But well, yeah, so ladies support. and gentlemen, 
that's been another podcast. It's, I think this has been shorter than the, the last few, so that's good despite the fact we're still over. I think uh, we've, we've done relatively well for ourselves. Hopefully you enjoyed that one, and uh, yeah, we look forward to, uh, to coming back next week. Once again, guys, our, our stuff is here. We have our pins, we have our stickers, uh, we are going to have the posters uh, coming up, and so we're we're starting to get to the point where you guys are going to be receiving uh, much of the stuff that you uh, originally and continue to sign up for. So you're going to be getting all of that great stuff. Panic will have pictures that will be able to get up on uh, the Patreon page, so you'll be able to see the physical deliverables that you'll get at each of these tiers. And, Update uh, your Patreon addresses. Yes, and make sure that if you haven't already, update your Patreon ad, uh, addresses so that we can actually send you this stuff. I'm going to start packing this stuff up yeah. over the next week or two so they're going out. Absolutely. So make sure that that happens. And uh, once again, also, thank you for everybody hitting us up on iTunes with those reviews. It is currently the best way yep. uh, to, to get us out there and uh, and give us a better shot at getting some exposure. And, uh, and yeah, any, any closing thoughts, gentlemen, any, any, uh, closing tidbits? No, um, just want to thank everybody for all the support and keep it coming. Uh, you know, get that, uh, get that swag and, uh, mm. we're, we're getting closer and closer to our first big stretch goal. I know we had a couple of, uh, hundred dollar spots open up and then somebody grabbed a hundred dollar spot. We so did. we're kind of, we're, we're kind of balancing out a little bit. Um, we're gonna have to come up with a nice little DLC to get us that that push. Um, get us to that five thousand. Yeah, we hit that that mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then I don't know what that unlocks, but I think that just uh, unlocks it, more. It unlocks more of the extra tech, tech technical support, right? stuff. Yeah, right, or tech yeah. tech support, technical help, but tech support stuff. Yeah, it's where we yeah. sit down and we answer more of these questions separate to the podcast and and make those separate Come content download things uh, for YouTube and, on, and, uh, and the RSS feeds. iTunes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I just once again, thank everybody. The podcast is a lot of fun, and we're we're fortunate. It's one of the few things well. I we're, look forward to. Yeah, me too. Well me too. I really <laughs> look forward to Fridays. And like now that yeah. when I take a Friday off, I don't feel bad about it because I'm still kind of you know working You're in a way, and, but also having fun and and working on a new a new venture. For hopefully, will be uh, you know long term. But uh, it's it's fun, man. It's it's a good time, and we appreciate all the questions that come in. And uh, more retro verses will be happening. And shout outs to all the people that are watching that. We're actually getting quite a few. I think, I don't know how many Patreons we have in total, but uh, a lot of them are watching the verses and yes. people are really enjoying that. So we're going to, Adam and I are going to be playing some more. We'll probably get together next week because we need to record a couple. Yeah, and, it'll be uh, next week sometime. Yeah, and we'll get some more of that out. And then, of course, when Panic comes here next month, we'll do like a three way uh, three-way thing. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. That's all, I had to, that's all I had to add, and I just want to say that um, Beastole's got a big dick. He does, he does indeed, and we're about to find out as we head on over to the Patreon producers. Uh, this list will get updated next week uh, for the next month uh, rollout of, uh, of Patreon supporters. But for now, the list is Beastole, still reigning supreme at the top oh. at $1,000. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Producer. What a god, man. What oh, unbelievable. He's an owner. owner. Own, he's an owner. He's a he part owner us. at this point. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, not a slouch <laughs> at $250. Nope. Thank you, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and the wax also, is still on. It is. He hasn't waxed off yet. He's still waxing on. There's a lot of wax. 
but he can afford it apparently. So we will eventually get to the wax off part, but we don't know when. It's a it's a it's a long way away. Also, huge thank you to our one hundred dollar do- uh, uh, pledge tiers. I'm said donations because I'm used to streaming. Uh, Postal Panda, Draco, Adam B, Toad of, uh, of Steel, Naily, J A, Derek P, Jonathan A, Frycy. And Ice Wolfie, thank all of you gentlemen. I think we've had some people drop out and some new people uh, pick up $100 spots in the last couple of days specifically. So next week yeah. this list will be uh, updated for uh, for all the changes. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this week of Technical Alpha. Hope you guys enjoyed yourself as always. And uh, head on over to technicalalpha.audio uh, if you haven't already, if you listen to this on iTunes, and uh, and check out all the magic also at patreon.com slash technicalalpha, where you can see, if you haven't already, when you sign up, all this swag. And we'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> see you later, guys. Did you just do that? I did. That happened. God totally damn happened. it. Oh, Jesus. Nice things, Adam. That's why we don't have it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I got some nice shit. I do too. Oh.